I already just hit record, so we going, bro. Are we going? We going. Episode four of the movie club, and I'm speaking into this mic too fucked up, bro. But how you doing? I'm chilling, man. You know, we feeling good. We in the new location, undisclosed. Yeah. 7202 Studios. Yeah, 7202. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we in Fonz's basement right now. Fonz, man, thank you, bro, for, for doing this tonight, bro. Of course, man. Gotta I appreciate through. this shit, man. You wouldn't believe how hard it is to do a podcast. Well, you might. Actually, I do. <laughs> I, I actually told you about the one. The problem that you're dealing with right now is the problem that I dealt with, yeah. which was not, not people flaking out, but it's hard to get people to commit to it because it's a time commitment. Yeah. You got to commit like an hour of your time. Yeah. Normally a week or, you know what I'm saying, on the like, yeah. week of. You know? I even got another host, Ian, and he's not here. Where's he's he not at? He's not right next to me. Ian would be sitting right here, but guess what Guess what happened? So you got to get like a paper Ian. Yeah, know, to yeah. To like just stand in place with the thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, or like a big teddy bear or some shit. Exactly. But, um... Yeah, today Ian texts me and he says, I'm going to Colorado. What? He left. To he's, where? He's driving to Colorado right now. I mean, I guess it's a good time to go since it's kind of warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's and he, I'm he just. doing? I, I, oh, no, his, his sister lives there. So his sister came into town. So they they left. So we were supposed to do the podcast last night. I'm pretty sure Ian completely forgot about it. Damn. B. Jones was supposed to be on the podcast too, right? He forgot about no, it. No, no, he texted me and he said. Um, he said he wasn't feeling well, and I said, "No worries, bro. It's all good. You know, whatever." Yeah. And then Ian never even came home. I didn't even see Ian till till late last night, and I was already on the clubhouse meeting for the. He snuck out the side door like he won't know. He was gone, bro. <laughs> he bailed, bro. It's tough, man. It's the it's the lone host of the movie club podcast right here, Corey Miller, uh, and now I got Fonz here. So by the end of the episode, I'm gonna convince Fonz to be a host. Do you guys think I could do it? <laughs> Anybody think I can do it? We're going to see. We're going to see? see? All right. So, Movie Club Podcast is yeah, Movie pitch, Club. Pitch me on it. Pitch me on it. Man. Movie Club, bro. I mean, so, today's not going to be the the typical episode. Me and Fonz did not watch a movie. Uh, and we did, but we didn't. We did, but we didn't. So, I just saw this movie, Lost in Translation. I'm sure... Most people have seen it, right? Yeah. It's a pretty big movie. I saw it like a couple years ago. Yeah. So I've never seen it, bro. I've, I've heard the name, but for some odd reason, like, have you seen Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell? Never. Okay, so they always... Will Ferrell has so many, like, weird, like, off-the-beaten-path movies. Bro. That's the problem. That's the that's what I'm saying. I started it, and I, I was busy, so I didn't get to finish it, but yeah. it's like will ferrell in like an artsy indie role and he's just like he looks like him you know he's still kind of funny he's just kind of weird awkward guy but he wakes up one day and then like he hears like a narrator narrating his life and he's like brushing his teeth and he's like that sounds like some jim carrey shit bro and it, it's like there's also this subplot of like this girl who's writing the book about him yeah and she doesn't know how she's supposed to kill him or something and she and he also hears her discussing like the the story of the book, so he kind of hears like he kind of knows, I guess, that like the writer wants to kill him, and he hears this narrator, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and it's called Stranger Than Fiction, but it kind of reminded me of the same thing of just like I knew it was like this indie movie that like had like this actor in it that I wouldn't expect to be in an indie movie, like you a know? big actor that kind of like yeah, they kind of like add that extra oomph. It, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, you're not gonna care if it's somebody you've never seen before, bro. I I was thinking about this the other day, and I, this is already getting like off the original path. But um, 
Bro, like, I feel like casting would be so easy. Like, all you got to do is cast someone that would never play that fucking role. Like, people should do the Breaking Bad shit more often. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm trying to think of who'd be good for that. But just, like, it's it just getting those those classic good guys to play, like, some fucking evil shit. Like, like The Rock playing somebody super evil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, in a dark fucking, like, yeah. gang, like, head honcho, like, mafia dude or something. Exactly. That would be sick. Did you hear, I was talking about this with Anwar on the podcast the other day, but Borderlands is going to have a movie. Why? And it's done by the dude that did, you know, the old horror movie Hostel? Yeah. And Mad Max? Yeah. Eli Roth? Do you know that director? Yeah, yeah. He's a huge horror director. He's doing Borderlands. Interesting. He casted Kevin Hart as one of the characters. That's weird. But and I fuck with that, though. he said it's going to be Kevin Hart's first really serious role. It's going to be the first different role for Kevin Hart. I feel like serious roles will help out Kevin Hart's brand immensely. Yeah. Just because I feel like... I don't know if Borderlands is going to be the one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be the one, but... <laughs> I love Borderlands, but, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, feel like, I feel like it would help his brand out or just help him out as, like, who he is as, like, a actor or artist or comedian or whatever, just because I feel like... I don't know. It, it, it kind of like rounds him out a little bit because I feel like he's always trying to be funny and he, he don't always hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like comedy. Not for me, at least. Like it's too it's yeah. too family friendly. I need somebody that's like, I don't know, like a little like grimy around the edges, you know? Yeah. All I got to do is fight for his life in a movie. You know, and exactly. not, not even not exactly fight, for, but like really like ha- like be risking it all, you know, like yeah. just like they put Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems, you know, and everybody ate that shit. But Adam up. Sandler's is never like really like. He's like slapstick, but his roles are never like him like staying a joke. He's just saying something funny because it's like, no, why would you say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, I always thought that like, yeah, I'm just I, I forget who I really thought there was one actor I had that I was like, oh my god, if you cast him as like something in the Breaking Bad world, like, yeah. is different, you know? But but yeah, I don't know. So so I guess back to the. To the original movie Lost in Translation, it was Bill. It's Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. I didn't know Scarlett Johansson was in it at all. I forgot she was in it. She's young, bro. Yeah. I saw an interview with her right after this, and she was with talking with Howard Stern, and she was talking about that movie, bro. It was hilarious because she was like, "Yeah, I didn't really know what we were filming." <laughs> I'm mean, just walking around Japan, and you're just like. Well, if you think about all the scenes, it's like, what were they filming? Like, you watch it, and it's like it's it's literally like every indie movie now, where it's just like the most calm scenes yeah. every time. Like, yeah. Um, but but yeah, she was just talking about it, and and Howard Stern just kept on talking to her and being like, so how like how was it working with Bill Murray? Was it like, were you just so like amazed at who he was that you just didn't know how to act? And she was like, ah, no. She's like, was he just so, like, polarizing as a kid? And she was like, uh, no. She's like, yeah, I just didn't really know what we were filming the whole time. And and I just <laughs> thought it was funny because he was trying to, like, I don't know. He was trying to, like, act like she should be so ama- – you know, I mean, I guess it is Bill Murray. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. It just seems like – They seems- thought she would be, like, starstruck by the idea of, uh, of yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, working with a big actor and working with somebody who's like, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, and I and not like I think there was like a little bit of like you know just kind of like not not male shit, but the way Howard Stern was talking about it was just kind of like oh like you should clearly be like so amazed that you're in this movie with Bill Murray. And when like, was this movie filmed? Two thousand and three. Different time. 
Yeah. Different time. It was like people were on different bullshit back yeah. then. Yeah. And, and it's like she was 17. It's like I'm sure like she, she wasn't. She was 17? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Because now like you think about the scene. He was 53. Didn't they have like a like a sex scene in they that? They had no sex scene in it. They they, kissed. they 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 what what's the word I'm looking for? They uh they implied that they, they implied could, they it, implied that there could be a sex scene in it. So that's kind of weird. I was watching it with Ian too, and he he was not cool with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson at all. And I I <laughs> it's I, weird. Bro. It is weird. Because it, it's it like made, your dad. It age. made me uncomfortable at first. Um, I don't have a dad, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know my dad. <laughs> Go ahead. No dad gang. No dad gang. No dad gang. Bra, bra. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just got weird. <laughs> hey. Oh, that wasn't the right one. That wasn't. No, no, that works. That works. No dad back on, gang. Back on late night with uh, Corey Miller. Yeah, in the in the no dad club. <laughs> in the no dad club. There we go. Oh man. Um. Fuck. What were we saying? Uh, it w- it was weird. Yeah. It, it was very weird at first, and um, but then you know I think they really get into the the relationships. You know they get into Bill Murray's wife, and you know and he, he's got the wife and kids and at the home. Kids and she's he's like yeah, it doesn't matter because yeah. she has it taken care of. I'm just kind of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't really, I couldn't really relate to him that much in the movie. You know what I mean? He's like this rich actor or like a washed up actor maybe that like was going to Tokyo to do the whiskey commercials. Yeah, he's like getting like low budget jobs yeah. for a big actor. Yeah, he's at yeah. the end of his road pretty much, you know, like um yeah. But not- the brand he was doing it for in the movie was Suntory Whiskey, which is like fire. <coughs> it's I like the like Pepsi that. of like fucking whiskeys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, I actually got a whole fucking whole fucking brick of whiskeys right here. You got some Suntory in there? Oh, yeah. I got some, Really? I got some 10-year-old whiskeys. I got some 20-year-old whiskeys. Can't even see it. There's Suntory in here? Oh, yeah. I got Suntory. I got I got all types of shit in there, bro. Shouts to Byron. That's my whiskey shit. Whiskey extraordinaire. sees her and it's kind of like you, have you ever had one of those like it's like an awkward goodbye with someone like where you like yeah I don't know it's weird like you walk away but you like you both have to be strong and say goodbye to each other you know what I mean and then it, but like you kind of don't want to necessarily like yeah of course I mean you know and then you just gotta walk you gotta like hold it in you know what I mean and like I don't know, you know, and they kind of have that. She has to like walk. She's like, all right, have it, you know, see it, you know, or she's like, you know, good, you know, 
nice nice scene yeah and then she walks to the elevator and you can tell i don't know and then he yeah. he hops in a taxi and he sees her walking down the street and then he runs up to her he hops out of the taxi runs up to her and then like hugs her and whispers something in her ear and they don't tell you what that is and that's the unscripted part that uh the director sophia was like you you know that you can say whatever you want there interesting that, that's what i hate about you know what i love endings that like it's just a mystery what happens you yeah. know what i mean but that's it pisses me off because yeah. I, I feel like i feel like just tell me in the fucking like in the in the DVD extras. You know I'm, what I mean? Yeah. Like don't don't fucking tell me that it's a secret in the extras. I'm indifferent about it because it's like it is such a good like. It's a yeah. a good trick, you yeah. know, to like not end the movie necessarily. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, what if some of these shows would like do a movie instead? You know what I mean? Instead of making a season, like why not like do like a fucking a movie, six a part. Mo- movie you know what i mean it's like they they yeah. film hour-long episodes or they, do a movie to end the show yeah, yeah or something like i don't know like yeah i don't know but um but yeah i i just thought that was that was super interesting apparently they they fucked with the audio and they found out what he said though and really? he said um what did he say he said oh fuck what was it um he said like reddit knows yeah, uh, he <laughs> said. He said, like, no matter yeah, what. Um, fuck. All right, talk. Um. <laughs> so anyway, what I was gonna say was, the other piece that keeps this movie on high replay value is the fact that, um, fuck. I don't know. It's just like you got good actors, you got legendary actors. Um. There's no dialogue, and like I don't know things at the end of the like. There's no like you don't know the ending. You know what I mean? Um. Sopranos is another good film that ha- or show that has a really good ending. Everybody's sitting in the diner. His I've kid, never seen that. You haven't seen it? I'm no. going to ruin the ending for everybody because I don't no. really give a fuck. No, 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 it's no, no, been no. too long. No. Really? Are you going to watch it? No. You're not going to watch it? No, I'm not. All right, well, I'm ruining it. No, no, no. Hold on. That's not it. That's not it. That's somebody playing with the delay effect on their fucking audacity. That's not it, bro. Figured it out. All right. What is it? I don't know what that first one was, bro. They just totally made some shit up. It wasn't even a sentence. <laughs> like, it was weird. But um, this video, like, they, they have to, like, they have to, like, compress the fuck out of the audio. That's yeah. why it sounds so crazy. Because it's, like, literally, like, you can hear, you know, in the in the movie, yeah. you know. But they're, like, beefing this up now. But it says, um, I have to be leaving now, but I won't let this come between us. Weird thing to say at the end of a movie. He could have just been like, "Great job." 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you know how you were thinking that they had sex, right? Yeah. Well, there was a scene. There was two scenes because me and Ian were talking about this, and and he kisses her on an elevator twice, and then there's another scene where they're laying in a bed, and he touches her ankle, and he says something to her right then and there, and it's like that. It's like when she starts kind of like figuring out, like, okay, like I probably got to get out of this fucking photographer relationship I'm in, and uh, but she st- she kind of figures herself out partly through the movie. And it's right around that time that he says something to her, and I forget what it is. But I think that if this isn't what he said, then it's whatever he said on the bed there. Because there's something where he's just kind of like, just kind of like a, a blank statement of like, you know, you'll be all right. You know, like, keep I don't know. You know, just some basic little motivation sentence. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think I think it would make sense if he repeated it again at the very end. Probably more than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we we could spend honestly an entire hour deciphering Boston translations uh mumbles. Yeah. Because there's that many mumbles in this fucking movie. Yeah, bro, it really wasn't wasn't much. Man. Oh, also what what I was gonna say is what gives the movie high replay value because that other bullshit that I said didn't make any sense. Uh, um the fact You were that on the spot just trying to fill in time. I, I was get it. filling time. I was I was you know, I'm an intern. <laughs> real no real po- real podcaster shit. That's that's not even an intern. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Talk to him. Anyway, um we don't understand Bill Murray's character because we're not that age yet. Yeah. But we are true and were Scarlett Johansson's age. True. Therefore we understand exactly the emotions that she's going through, which is this lost, empty, like hollow, depressious like depressive state yeah that the movie puts you in almost yeah this melancholy vibe that it puts you in we don't understand the end of the road vibes that bill murray is giving us because we're still hopeful youthful uh young adults trying to find our way you know yeah i wonder what that movie's gonna be like when i'm 53 exactly you know what I'm saying it's gonna hit way harder um, hmm. That's kind of that's kind of how I look at it. I hope not, man. Because I hope it doesn't hit harder. I hope I'm happier with with whoever my wife is or whatever, too, man. or kids or. <laughs> that's what I'm saying I don't. Nobody wants to be that depressed. Nobody yeah. wants to be lost in translation. What the fuck depressed. was he so depressed about? Like, what was? Because she was, <laughs> the wife was literally like, "Yo, you want like burgundy or maroon carpets?" And he was like, "Who the fuck wants burgundy? Burgundy maroon carpets is like, my floor is burgundy right now." And it's a basement floor. You don't want burgundy carpet. Burgundy is my favorite color. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, like, for real shit, though. Real shit, though. Why was he so depressed? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you know what's crazy? Is, like, how... Oh, we just young and dumb right now. Young and dumb. That's it. Why the fuck he's so sad? Why the fuck he's so sad? Come on, man. Nah, but... It's, like... What's crazy is how directors and, like... Filmmakers capture these vibes. You know what I mean, bro? Sophia Capallo is amazing. Bro. Never heard. Elaborate. Who's who's this person? She did Lost in Translation. Really? That's the director? <laughs> yeah. So she is. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Capola family. I just found this out too. Is interesting enough. So Sounds she like a mafia. It are well. Her dad directed Godfather. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Wow. Her dad is Frank Coppola. He's oh. the director of The Godfathers. So this she's, is an inside job. She's she's a mm. baby, and she's in Godfather Three. And That's then weird. She, she directed her first movie in ninety seven or something. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't ninety seven. Virgin Suicides. Have you seen that one? No. 
Kirsten Dunst. Remember her? Oh yeah, we we all we love Kirsten. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm obsessed with Kirsten we right love now. Kirsten. She's in like almost all of Sofia Coppola's movies, except for Lost in Translation. And they put Anna Faris in it. I thought that should have been Kirsten Dunst, but um, her first movie was Virgin Suicides, bro. It is insane. Like it is about this fucking family who their parents are so strict on these five girls, and then the youngest. Kills herself. Tries to kill herself in the very beginning of the movie. And then the house is like in tougher times then. But the, the psychiatrist convinces the parents to let them have a party um, and have boys over um, because the girls are too cooped up. And that's why the little girl tried to kill herself. And at that party, the little girl kills herself. Damn. She walks upstairs and then she jumps out of her room onto like a fucking fence. And then so the mom's like, all right, we're definitely not ever having parties or anything. And then these girls just basically get locked up in this fucking house. And it's like, it sounds depressing, but it's it's a lot more funner than that, even though it's a, it is a depressing movie. It's like a very like young, nostalgia, coming-of-age movie because it's also about these four boys that are like obsessed with these girls and that are just trying to, just trying to get them to come out and go on a date. And My only comment on this everything you just said is how um i mean that story grabbed me you know as a, somebody that likes stories really yeah i mean like i mean i feel like that's a strong a strong movie plot bro and it's an original movie plot that unless the story was from like a newspaper or something no nah, dude that's back when people made original uh, made originals <laughs> that's what i'm saying man and then like i just it, all right so like i know i keep doing this but it's also crazy how her dad made The Godfather, which is also an incredible, influential movie in terms of like cinematography, story, and just like cultural influence. And then she turns around and makes the movie that you just talked about in Lost in Translation, which, in my opinion, Lost in Translation is super influential culturally, like yeah, aesthetically. And, yeah, film wise, it's like huge, like highly yeah. talked about. So I'm saying they're using anamorphic lenses, they're using like they were using the craziest lenses if you watch the movie. Well, you want to know something else that's interesting? What's that? She has a cousin named Gia Capallo. Who's dope at film, too? Who directed Palo Alto. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and guess who else is a Capallo that changed their name early on? Who? And you would never guess this one. I guarantee you, you can't guess this. What? A very known actor. Who? Nicolas Cage. What in the... Is a Capallo. Bro. <laughs> It's a huge fucking Hollywood mafia family, bro. National Treasure is one of the greatest trilogies we, of all time. Should we do that? We should. On the next it's movie? It's fucking great because it's so will ridiculous. Will you join the Movie Club podcast as a host if we do National Treasure? I have to, absolutely. <laughs> Might have got him early. Hey. Might have <laughs> got him early. Got him, coach. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Bro, yeah, the fucking Kapala. Bro, Lisa told me that Nicolas Cage is a Kapala, and I almost shit myself the other Bro, day thinking this, about this that. Is, this is what they talk about in the entertainment industry when they say that you need to know somebody that knows somebody or be related to them all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once you got them, look, this is for everybody trying to get in. Once you got them, don't let go. You know what I'm saying? At any capacity. You got to yeah. maintain those relationships. Or you know, Yeah, why didn't 6 9 stay with Lucian Grange? Um, I'm just kidding. 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 Let's jump into a later topic. Um, all right. Well, man, I never even started with no fucking music, bro. Fucked up. Cue it up. 
Fucked up, man. Mm. It's the quiet storm. Episode 4 of the Movie Club Podcast. We still here. When you walked into the room. Taking it back with a little oldie. There was voodoo in the vibe. It says 2009 on this. What Damn, the fuck? The That's not... Like 2002. The movie came out in 2003. That's weird. This must be a re-release. Gotta be a re-release. But I could not catch your eyes. Now I stand here helplessly. Yeah, this is a moment. This is a moment where they started locking eyes at the bar, for real, for real. It was like a, it was like a dude in the back, like singing this on a piano, like he was doing a cover of it. This is at the karaoke bar, right? Yeah, it was at the bar they were at like a lot of times in the movie, but it was like the middle. Of the, it was like the fourth time they were there. It was there. like the hotel's bar, I think. Yeah, it was like right, and they were literally staring at each other, and then the lines like yeah. talking about it, but. <laughs> Whenever I get you next to me. I just love this old vibe of like the way the piano like kind of like yeah. It has like those like yeah, like those '90s vibes to it. I mean, I guess this is kind of like out the '90s era a little bit. So. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I wish I knew what year it was. Mm. I know you were talking about sampling that that one song earlier before we started but this is one that i'll just go ahead and just just put it on wax right now man one day odd numbers is going to interpolate so into you interpolate yeah interpolate that's what i'm i'm giving sauce bro i'm gonna take some some uh some lessons from from fonz's modern proverbs over here and teach others everything you know oh yeah interpolation is how most people became famous, mm-hmm. along with knowing someone who also knows people who are famous. Yep, big facts. I mean, honestly, like, let's talk about the modern. The modern pro, pro- yeah, yeah. Proverbs. Right. Let's go I'll ahead. Let you slide with proverbs. Ooh, ooh hold on. I it's almost up. called the ops, bro. What's going on here? Oops. <laughs> Oops. All right, let's hand it over to Fonz for. Uh, Fonz's modern pro. Let's just let's just let's just break it down. Let's let's give them one at a time. One at a time. Right. One at a time. Right, and, and no 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 no. I mean like per episode. Oh. Like worry. you pick one of those and then you go as deeply into depth about what that means to you. All right, and cool. then we'll just give them all of Fonz's. You know this will be like a little segment. Yeah. All right. All right. Modern proverbs. Uh, episode one. Siri. I don't know uh, what we call it. Anyway. Uh. Um. Segment. Segment one. Segment one. So, what we got here is, uh, let's see, uh, mm-hmm. make it once, sell it a thousand times. Mm, that's a good one. Folks, it's really easy, all right? It's it's modern proverb number seven. Seven. I jumped around a little bit, but it's all right. Number uh, one will be later. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Can't give away all the gems. But, um, make it once, sell it a thousand times. Sell it a thousand times, you know? Like... A lot of people want to make music, you know what I mean? They want to be musicians. They sit around making music their entire lives. They never think to make a design or make a website and put a hire button on it for a feature or for production or for engineering. If you're good at something, 
um, figure out how to package that up and sell your services or sell a T-shirt or, I don't know, a poster or something. But always be selling something. Always be selling, you know? And I also feel like, this is just me, but just not moving on from that one thing you make. Yeah. Especially with music, man. Yeah. Like, if you make an album, push that shit for a while. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid to push it. Because, like, the thing is, like, if you look at the plays, that's the amount of people that have heard your music. So if you have a thousand plays, only a thousand people on this planet Earth have ever heard your record. You know? Yeah. Keep pushing that shit until you got a million. I have a song from 2017, and it still is getting played more than any song I've ever put out. And I may re-release it on my next album. Again, you remake should. it, remix it. Re-release it. Why the fuck not? Because Maybe even pick another song that I love so much that is second in my plays. Honestly, one more, one more. One more. All right, this is a this is a bonus because, yeah. One content more. is stock, all right? Mm. Your content is stock. Just like he said, reuse the record, remix it, remake it, update it. Yep. The content is stock. Your records never get old if you make timeless music. That's why. And if they haven't made you any money, real money yet, then yeah, make it make money. Yeah, make it make you money. The more people learn about you, you can just keep like making shit, re-releasing it. You know, do whatever you got to do, because your content stock. Like, why waste more time when you can just dig through your own library? Yeah. You know, and do less work sometimes. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That that was good. That was a good uh, first. First modern proverbs with fonds. Yeah, you know. They'll they'll be dope. more they'll be more what do, what do the kids call it these days? Gems. Gems. Alright. <laughs> Shasta M Vestermind. Oh yeah. Gems. Um <laughs> I just called him M Vestermind. You just you said nothing. <laughs> Cause that's that's what when you when you say, Hey Google, play uh Mastermind, it says M Vestermind. So, really? Yeah. Damn, did you tell him that? No, nah, he he's the one that told us this <laughs> on Instagram and I find it hilarious. <laughs> And so I say it. M. Beastermind. M. Beastermind, because it's upside down. Eh? That's great. It? I love it, though. It's hilarious. That's great. Shout out to Mastermind. A goat. That's goat great. All right, so let's wrap up Lost in Translation. Word. What do you rate it? I rate Lost in Translation, uh, I'll give it a 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10? Yeah. So I've done... Only two movies so far. Even though it's episode four, it's only been two movies. You know, we we did a pilot episode, but yeah. first we did Royal Tenenbaums. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. Really? Oh, I've man. Never, I, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I got a lot of movies to watch, man. That's I'm like a, Wes Anderson's first big studio one, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a TV show guy. I'm going to let everybody know that now. I'm all about Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Parts of Walking Dead. <laughs> Parts of <laughs> seasons one through five of Walking Dead, yeah. everything up until Negan. Um, well, that's like seven. Negan. Well, I guess yeah, one through seven. Dude, it gets so weird once the once bad. the Elijah or the Elijah guy comes in or whatever, like the dude with the lion. No, when it gets to the dumpster people that act like their oh. English is broken after seven years of civilization being dispersed and then they just fuck them over that's the last thing i seen is like that that season ending where the dumpster people like fucked them over yeah, yeah. like and that's the last i've seen have you seen since then nah i want to see but i can't i want to i want to pick back up on walking dead for yeah sure. i would love to finish that because i know it's over now right yeah or it's yeah. like just about to be um it's getting to the end i i haven't kept up on walking dead news but i've been seeing a lot more news of like um 
the dude that played uh, what was the Asian actor that played? Um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Stephen Stephen uh, Yoon or something. Stephen Yoon is his name, but like, what was it like the in the character? Was it like his name? Like uh, Glenn. 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 That's what it was. All right. Yeah. When Glenn. When they fake killed him, bro, I was almost done with that show, bro. bro. With the dumpster. And then they, <laughs> yeah, and then they skip the next episode. Like, doesn't even go back to the dumpster. It shows nah. like dialogue between two people for forty-five minutes, and then the episode after that, it's like, okay, he's still alive. He's yeah. under the dumpster. What? Walking Dead was the worst with the cliffhangers to the point where you wanted to like, like fucking punch your TV. That was the worst one. Even yeah. like up until then, it was good. You know what yeah. I mean? It was still enjoyable like the way they would do it but hands down one of the worst cliffhangers of all time like it, it left you nobody should have to be on their edge of their seat for that long yeah you know yeah, that shit was like just answer the question like what the fuck like it, it was and it was a good show they didn't even need to go to those levels of yeah. cliffhangers but they still did it you know yeah. <laughs> fucking terrible yeah i'd like to finish that though that that yeah. is uh that would be a good one, man. I know it's movie club, but that kind of fits too. Well yeah, I'd like to do shows too, um, you know, at some point. But but shows it'd be a little tougher. Shows I think it'd be more like you know, like we definitely can't watch like a you know, a season of a show and then pod after. Movies I'd still like there's something about like the whole like you know, like just I like recording right after watching a movie and just going straight into the convo, I think that's like that sounds fun, like a wrap up. Like you could do, like uh, yeah. I mean, not to spitball content ideas on here. No, no, that's fine. That's but like doing like a live stream while you watch the movie, yeah, and talking over the bits, and it's like. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking originally with with Clubhouse too. Was like okay, like maybe you know, because this was gonna be Clubhouse, and it was like okay, what if we do like, you know, seven p.m. movie starts. Yeah. We're all on Clubhouse, yeah. right? And then. With the headphones or some shit. Yeah. Like, muted. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you know, and then nine p.m. the discussion starts on Clubhouse, you know. But Word. but now it could be like maybe, maybe we do some shit where we watch a movie with people on Clubhouse and then just record. It. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But I like the idea of like recording. You know, I like the idea of playing a movie and then just recording a podcast. Um, yeah. And um, with the shows, like I think it'd be more like. We'd have to watch it all, like, on our own. You know what I mean? And then just, like, kind of, like, be ready to talk about it. Which I think is pretty better with shows than movies. You know what I mean? Because once you watch a show, like, a whole show, like... And I'm even thinking, like, the whole series. Like, I kind of don't want to do, like, just a season of something, you know? But... Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know. Someone, uh, Akita... Akita brought up Game of Thrones. And I was like, I might be able to... Like, if I ever rewatch that... Couldn't get, couldn't get into it, man. I'm not into, like, the fucking... I don't like medieval castles, shit. Castles, medieval but, shit, like. But the first season is good. I watched it a while back. Yeah. I've only seen the first season, but it was really good. Um, the first episode is crazy, bro. But it is one of those ones. It's like it's just yeah. You it's, gotta it's hard. you gotta be into that like style of like yeah of I don't know like I didn't even like Lord of the Rings as a kid just because didn't of that like shit. Lord of, I didn't understand the hype. I'm like. Y'all really care yeah. about wizards and shit. The like, video games were kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, the video games were good actually. Yeah, um, and they would have like the movie scenes in them. Yeah, that was like the one video game that would actually put like movie scenes in yeah, it. Yeah, they they went there on Lord of the Rings. Um, I was gonna say, uh, what, what the fuck was it? Harry Potter was an amazing wizard movie though, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was just 
I liked Harry Potter. Harry Potter was yeah. Good. Harry Potter was at least enjoyable. It was at least modernized. You know what it was about Harry Potter is like movies like that where you like as a kid when you watch them you feel like you, when you leave the movie theater that you could be a wizard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you feel like you could be like when I saw the first Spider Man in '03 as a like a seven year old I was like yo I can see myself as a fucking I think I'm Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I used to think that if maybe there were spots like in the world that if you ran fast enough, you could like go through the brick. Oh, big facts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you don't do that at the Metro. Well, like what? Seven and three quarters is yeah. what it was. Like I, I do that at every Metro League station. I you run into the brick. I'll just run into the glass. I just I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> the crackheads are like, they're giving me the nod of approval. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to do shows. We're talking about yeah, like I I would like to. I think me and you could definitely like just re- like do a Walking Dead one, but we'd have to finish it. And there's yeah. have you seen that? There's like the Walking Dead World Beyond with like kids. It's like a Stranger Things Walking Dead. Yeah, I was. Th- it's like a third about that third show. But there's also Living Dead or not not Living Dead. There's a uh, there's Walking Dead and there's um, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead is way better than Walking Dead. Way more action. I fell out of that one quicker, but it was good. I remember me and you yeah. talking about it years ago. And yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I feel like there's just way more like action in it. There, the stakes were just higher. Like I felt like yeah. because it was like versus like I feel like um. When the Walking Dead starts, when the when the plot starts, it's just like the, it's the guy, the main character Rick waking yeah. up in a hospital. Dude, I love the original Walking Dead intro though. Like, yeah, the first the first season is so classic to me. Like, yeah, yeah, the way the fucking getting out of the hospital and then finding your homie with your fucking wife and kids, bro. That's yeah. crazy, bro. Yeah, no, he works so hard. And the first episode ended with him fucking. Running through Atlanta on the horse, right, and then mm. running into a crowd of people of zombies, and and then them eating his fucking horse and him hiding in that tank. Remember, and then Glenn yeah. Yeah. is like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing over like a walkie-talkie or some shit?" And yeah. and then they meet up, and man, that beginning is crazy. Nah, it definitely is. Walking Dead has so many plot twists and turns. It's but Fear the Walking Dead, like I don't, I don't even remember anything about it. But I remember like me and you both being really excited about it, like yeah. when we were getting into it. Like you were into it first, I remember. And, yeah, yeah. And I got into it later, and just being like, it was exciting because like you got to see it. Like they, they actually had a plot where everything was normal, and there's like, like they developed every character's like the reason why each character is how they are. Yeah. You know, like the son is like a drug addict who like couldn't stay off like heroin and then like the daughter's like yeah. is in school and she's like I forgot academic. about the dope kid. Yeah, he was dope. But like, he was dope though. Yeah, he was the he one was good the character. Smartest. Yeah. He was like the smartest character that like he was street smart so he kept everybody alive. And the mom is sick too. Like Yeah, cuz yeah, and like all the characters are sick. They developed everybody and like there was like you saw life before uh before like zombies actually like before the infection spread. Yeah. Right, and then you see everything go to shit, and that's what you want out of a zombie sh- like movie or show. Yeah, like Walking Dead literally just drops you in it. I I do like how they dropped you in it, but I I yeah I get what you're saying. You Maybe know? that's that's just my preference of like zombie yeah. flicks. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's another. It just episode. added to the emotional element of it of like exactly. the, of the whole Rick shit. You know, like I, I think oh, well, of yeah. my bad of him being dropped in like just with like the with the dude and the wife and and 
Shane, because that was the whole first two seasons. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had to kill Shane at the end. Of the, like that shit, he turned into like a villain. He was, he yeah. was like a villain. He was the first. It was right bad guy. Show, though, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then he like, and then the daughter isn't even actually his daughter, but he's like, "This is my daughter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude was crazy. Fucked up, man. All right, so I feel we're all tracked. No, but I feel like, well. Should I press one of these buttons right here? Um, no. All right, let's not do it, that. It's, I was trying to set up sounds, okay, before. Um, I have one that I'm trying to put in, and it's it's the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. The, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then I wanted, there's like a sad violin one that I want to put in for yeah. like when people die in movies. That's funny as hell. To be like, all right, man, R.I.P. Like, <laughs> and then just sad violin. Right, right. Um, and then I'm gonna keep the. You gotta have it. Yeah, gotta keep the clap. You know, but. Um, Are these built in? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, so I can just program the bitches with whatever. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give. Rob, Rob exposed me on his his podcast, so he just started pressing them, and I'm like, bro, I ain't got those fucking set yet. Bro. <laughs> It's just like these. That's funny as hell. That's the German one's all right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you get a corny joke off later, I'll hit it. Bet. I mean, <laughs> most of my jokes are corny, so that's that's useful. But were were we branched off from something? Because I thought that that was a good segue into where I want to go next. All right, where do you want to go next? Well, answer if we were if we got to finish up something before. No, we don't. I was gonna segue into something else. Oh well, we let, let's take segues. your segue. Let's take your segue. I don't have any. I don't have a segue set up. Uh, let's go, let's you, go off what you got. You uh, what was that? What's that called? You what's the poker term? Deflected. No bluffed. Bluffed. Oh yeah. <laughs> you bluffed. You ain't I got did, no. I did the finger point that everybody you know on podcast people like. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what was that guy's name that that was fucking with Rick's wife? Shane. Shane. Shane yeah. Shane, yeah. All right. Um. I just feel like Shane and Rick was an interesting dynamic, and it got me thinking about two other people that I've been thinking about a lot today after watching some documentaries. Who's that? <laughs> Shoddy and Takashi Six Nine. Jesus. Man. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna start off by saying my my bad take first, but I don't blame Shoddy for banging Six Nine's baby mama, bro. She is fire. Now. I didn't know that happened because I watched the Hulu. One. There's a lot of documentaries floating out there about Six Nine. They're in his favor. Some aren't. Oh, in his they favor. didn't do that one in the Hulu they one. They did not, man. That was the angle. They're they're fighting for for numbers right now, man. Oh, bro. But elaborate for us though, because I know most of the story. Well, so, you know. So like, I I guess I feel like we should talk about what we thought the Takashi story was. Okay. Before the docs, because you know we were, you know, like obviously, like you know, yeah, we started like apartment together at the time. It was 2018, you know, that he got like locked up. It was yeah. two. That was three years ago. It's Can been you a minute. That? Yeah, and he's still relevant with no music, with yeah. no album out. Yeah, know, dude got locked up for like eight months. You know, like almost like a year and a half. Like I don't know. It was like he he was gone for a while. Yeah. But um, but like you know, like this, like six nine happened. Like I like my introduction to him was. I'll, I guess I'll very shamefully say I was watching a no jumper vlog. And oh, <laughs> man. 
Wow. <laughs> Fuck Adam Twenty Two. And why did they put him on all the fucking? I, that that's my biggest problem with the Takashi docs is how they made Adam Twenty Two look like a normal, like thoughtful human being. Wait, wait. What what is Adam Twenty Two done? I don't follow him anymore. Like like I used to. I used to really follow his like. He is Takashi Six Nine. Oh yeah, no, he definitely is, man. And he's sitting here talking about how, like, oh, like, this clout-chasing, horrible person. I can't believe he would fib to the the community of people like that. Like, you know, I don't know. It, 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 bro, if you watch the Showtime one, too, it's worse. Like, there's a lot more Adam-22 on Showtime. There's a lot more of everybody on, like, like the interviews with people, like, with the nice, you know, red camera on them and shit. But yeah. there's a lot more in the Showtime. But, um, yeah, my introduction was... Back in the day, probably at fucking, you know, like Maddie's old apartment, you know, watching No Jumper vlogs, and Adam was in New York and met the dude, and then when he went back, like, he was talking about his videos, and then they did an interview shortly after, but I saw this one video, and they they brought it up, and it was more in the Hulu one that they get into his first group. They don't get into that first group in Showtime. The Zilla guy uh, that he beefed with. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get into that in Showtime at all. Weird. And that's the first video I saw was him and that guy. Um, and it was this song called, like, Helsing Station or something. Mm-hmm. That guy ended up deleting all that shit. So that's a, another interesting thing that I learned was that Takashi had these millions of views on all these songs. And then he beefed with that dude, that group. It was like Scum Life or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. had it tatted on him and everything. It was before fucking Treyway. And... He beefed with them. They deleted all the videos. They had control. So all his millions of views were just gone overnight. And that was an interesting thing where they were able to just wipe his fucking existence as like a viral rapper completely. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, so like fucking, I, I remember seeing that and I just remember seeing like, yo, what the fuck is this dude? You know what I mean? It was like 40 people at a gas station, fucking dirt bikes, you know? I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. I was like, yo, this video's chaotic, Yeah. Man. I guarantee I like, you being you watched it right after that. I, like, I remember watching that video and getting chills because I was like, this video is nuts. I'm like, who? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's like anybody that knows anything about like, I mean, like nobody has a group of friends that big for one. Yeah. And to some, for somebody to do that without a major label budget and to do that as an indie artist. Yeah. That's a dangerous amount of power in like mind control just cuz it's like Yeah. It's just an unhealthy way to like go about being an artist. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's not safe. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't yeah. know any of these people. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like, that's the craziest part about it. It's you like didn't know it, anybody. Yeah, you know, and I think that group was probably closer to his friends than anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that that first that first scum life group or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, no, they all went to high school together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They grew up together and like they all they all vouched for him. They were like he's a good dude, like he was a good dude and he's actually from like, you know, like Bushwick, Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like and they yeah. they would talk about his neighborhood a lot and um so it's not like he was ever like this fucking, you know, like rich kid or anything, no, or like privileged not, yeah. kid that like really, you know, like I, I mean, no, I'm not gonna say real because he did really manipulate fucking all the systems, but, um, but he was never like this this rich kid that just came and like never knew anything about like struggle. Um, cause they get into his all his dad shit, you know, his dad was a heroin addict that left early on. Uh, and then fucking his stepdad was actually a good guy 
who got killed, bro. That's another thing that's crazy is he had to walk by the spot his stepdad got killed at every day to work. Uh, I think about that shit, bro. I fucking hate driving by like where where I got my fucking car stolen from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm like, I couldn't imagine have like I I want to move from my house right now just because of that shit. Like I couldn't imagine, but not to you you know you know the the part of this is like because I feel like a lot of people aren't gonna be able to like pull the emotion from the documentaries. Well, I hope they don't too. That's what I liked about the documentaries is yeah. that they give you a little bit of the humid, but not too much. Yeah, yeah, but. You know what I'm saying? Just for reference, just for reference. You know, like I know I know people that live in New York that would rather not live in New York and they live in like the hood part of the Bronx and all and it's crazy shit going on. And it's like a lot of people in New York, believe it or not, feel trapped in New York because all their family's in New York, you know. They yeah. they don't have any family anywhere else. It's like all they know is Planet New York. And Planet New York is hard to escape when rent's twenty four hundred dollars and everybody's chipping in. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you got to think about the realities of that. You know, like, 6 9 had no choice but to walk to work to that job because that was the only job yeah. he could find. No, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, just to, like, elaborate on the human aspect of 6 9 and, like, why he might have went down this route, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not, it wasn't just, like, a, a route that he took because he was like, I'm just going to take this route. He was trying to escape, you know what I'm saying, where he was from, which is the story of, like... Rap, yeah. rap is a rags to riches genre. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. stay alive genre. You know, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I just man, I don't know. But so I'm trying to think of where, like, that. There's just so much shit that I I was thinking about while watching that man. Like shit, I feel like. I mean, we can just wrap it up on the. You know what I'm saying? Because like, pretty much like, pretty much. The six nine, the six nine documentary. What you get from it is, he was a kid. He, the power of six nine is that he is a marketing genius and he doesn't know it. Yeah, that, that, that's what a six nine is. He's a marketing genius and he doesn't know it. And he had, and, and he's able to, he's able to, he's able to like, not inspire people, but he's able to like, tap into like the culture in a way most people can't. You know what I mean? He has a voice and he doesn't know he has it, and he uses it for all the wrong reasons. You know, I think he is that a good way to put it, or would you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think he like, I think he just it, it's it's always scary to me when people know people so well. You know, like you ever you ever like when people can read people. Yeah, like I mean that's part of that New York shit, though, bro. It is something about New York, people, bro. People from New York just look you up and down and be like, I know what the fuck different. You are. They, I, it's it's something like I think about it, I'm like fuck people, man like people, like what shit like I I've been thinking about like how to like I need to learn people a little bit better but I I'm like I've I don't know like I feel like you know there's a lot of people that do like certain jobs I feel like even being like a like a waiter or some shit gives you like a little bit of those skills and stuff like that like yeah and New York is probably like that on fucking crack you know what I mean you're just constantly dealing with waves of people random conversations and shit and then people just talk to random people on the street all the time. You know what I mean? And shit like that. But but there's, there's always been something scary about, like, the people who know people. That, pe- that person that can just go and talk to anybody and fucking... And tap into, right? Exactly what they need to tap into. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but they can just read... Yeah, like, yeah, like I mean, read I, that person yeah. up and down and know everything about it 
and they they know like all the insecurities of everybody. You know what I mean? They they could After talking because to for a minimal amount of time. Yeah, and it's not even about yeah. I don't I don't know, but it's it's something about that where it's like I see that in like a lot of people. You know, not a lot of people, but I see it in like yeah. you know. There's a few people I could pinpoint that are like that. You know, there's there's I don't know. It's just some some people a lot. It's like some people do it. And they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they, they do it because, like, that's their superpower, you know? Yeah. But outside of that, they don't have any superpowers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that, that, that's, that, that's what they decide to lean on, pretty much. You know what I mean? And, like. That's what they did. He even, early on, like, uh, this is where I got lost earlier, but, like, kind of just getting, I just kind of reviewing, like, the whole story. But, like, he started with the group, and then he beefed with them. He said, fuck them. And then he decided, oh, I want to be full-on fucking, like, gang-banging. Yeah. And then he did a video with fucking 75 Bloods. Yeah. And you know what he did? He brought a bag of fucking bandanas. bandanas. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what's crazy about that, bro? Is like, it, it goes back to, like, exactly what 6 9 is, bro. He's, like, he's a marketing person and he's a storyteller, but he doesn't know he's doing it because it's just something that's ingrained in him. Whether yeah, he just he just knew the shock value, you yeah. know, and the shock. This just showed you how strong that was, because he, you know, everyone's always talked about it, you know, especially in the last ten years, you know, like yeah. with with Tyler the Creator is when shock value was like big and starting back up, you know. I mean, I guess Eminem even back in the day, like, uh, but he just did that to the whole next level. That's what got us all watching you know what i mean like not saying everybody like fucked with him or anything but like everybody has to admit they have watched a video of takashi 69 and been like what the fuck is this dude doing like you know i don't know just re-going over the chief key shit man i remember like fuck my nose is all clogged but uh i remember back at the old apartment like i remember whenever that happened and whenever he really started like getting into it with chief keith and i didn't know he ever paid 30k to fucking have someone shoot at him and and then she so they beefed one day chief keith goes to brooklyn the next day gets shot but wow. chief keith went straight to his fucking straight to him yeah but he had he paid some dude 30k to shoot him and then he's on fucking video saying fuck chief keith fuck lil reese like fuck all y'all suck my dick like all this shit, and it's like, I remember that video is when I realized, like, holy fuck, this kid is, like, a problem. Like, he's not just, like, a, I don't know, like, he's mental. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I, I always felt like Chief Keef would be the one person. I don't know. For some odd reason, it just seemed crazy to fucking say that I shit. Mean, to, I don't know. Chief Keef just doesn't realize, like, that he uh, that he has, like, this superpower. You to, mean Takashi? Or, yeah. Takashi, my bad, <laughs> has, like, this fucking superpower to, like, like, fucking, just, like, I don't know, get people riled up and, like, just, t- and, like, put together a story before you see it. So, like, for example, like, the bandana thing was, like, him telling a story before we saw anything. We saw the bandanas and assumed that he's yeah. been, in, like, that he's, like, years deep in this gang. Anybody that has gangbanging affiliation... At the time, Nipsey Hussle, YG, you know what I'm saying? Like, real game-banging ass, you know what I'm saying? Chief Keef. Yeah. Everybody's assuming that he's... Even Trippy Red, who he was beefing, was, like, really, like, really a blood. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you see somebody from another city that you're not from, and you see 50 motherfuckers with bandanas, you're going to assume that not to go through their neighborhood. 
without yeah. checking in with them. You know what I mean? And then, like, I mean, him being at a gas station with 50, 100 motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, on motorcycles doing wild shit, you're going to assume that the check in with him. Like, he, he built a brand that that he was, like, this, like, mob boss almost, or, like, that he was the center of this, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I control this gang, y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he he was, he was built a brand, he's told a story, and he, 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 he forced a story through video, you know what I'm saying, on, like, what he was really trying to do. Yeah. And, like, people ate it up, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, and, like, he can't, people ate it up so much that his only choice on changing the future of what 6 9 is is to, like, like we said, like, you know what I'm saying? What Charlemagne said on Brilliant Idiots, which was like maybe he should like lean on being a comedy dude since people look at him like a clown now. Yeah. You know? Well, it's funny, like the the one of the I forget I forget I think it was Seco Billy or something. Like yeah. th- there's there's the one dude that was like his manager first, right? Yeah. And that dude, like it was whatever whenever he started beefing with the first group, like the scum life group or whatever, like uh he found this guy, and he knew that that this was the guy. It was the Treyway guy. He had Treyway Records already kind of going as like a, you know, as like a label. Um, and he got to this dude, and that and that's a that's a Billy guy, and convinced him. And he and he goes up to him and he says, "Yo, my music is trash, but my videos are hard." And the dude was like, "Yeah, you're right." Like. And, and <laughs> that's a funny picture. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because it's like he just straight up, you know what I mean? This is him just straight up admitting, like, hey, like, I don't know music, but I know how to make shit pop. You know what I mean? Somebody like, admitting that they know the the mechanisms and the ins and outs of how the internet works, and that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and and his yeah. girlfriend talks about it all the time too because he was he started. Well, I guess like they talk about it, you know, in the shit, but he started out. Before he was rapping, just making the clothes. Yeah. That's some shit I never knew about, too. He yeah. would make clothes that said AIDS on them. AIDS on them, HIV yeah. or a pussy eater or some shit, you know, like. And, and he j- just to go viral, like, before viral was a thing. Like, viral in real life. Like, he yeah. wanted people to look at him and just be, like, anywhere he went. And, and that shit was crazy. And then he started hanging out with the rappers and was like, I want to rap. Cause y'all, you know, y'all, y'all touch him better. Like he was just somebody who was like he had a. I'm telling you, man, he just had a marketing bone in his body that was strong, and he got, and he was exposed to the wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? It's I kind of look at it the same way. You know, like not to insert myself into this, you know, in this this topic, but like no, that's why I started a podcast to talk about myself with other shit. True. Well, let's go. Yeah, (laughs) go for it. Nah, but like, I mean, like, bro, like, I consider our generation. You know what I'm saying? Like. Millennials and Gen Z, like we're products of like mass marketing. You know what I mean? Like our generation specifically, like we grew up on Doritos, Lunchables, WWE, Pokemon, and Zelda. You know what I'm saying? Or Nintendo, like PlayStation, whatever the fuck. Yeah. We're mad. Like there is no such thing as local anything. Yeah. No such thing as artisanal anything. Everything was mass marketing, mass produced. Um, the radio was a mass market machine. There was, there was no such thing as an under, underground artist for me, at least until like 2009 or 2006. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, I didn't even want to like I wanted to rap because like hearing like Kanye on the radio. You know what I mean? Hearing video killed the radio star. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that today, and I'm like, that's still true now of being like, there's no pop stars left. 
And it's like Instagram killed the pop star. The pop star, yeah. The internet killed the pop star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't know, but anyway, like, I just believe that, like, if I didn't hear, like, if I would have, if I would have known about other, like, if I, I don't know, if the internet was around when I was, like, you know what I'm saying, like, right, like, when we were, like, little kids for real, maybe we wouldn't have, like, gravitated towards being inspired so much by music, but rather than, like, you know. Videos. Videos, you know what I'm saying, which is what all these kids are inspired by now. So it's like, 6 9 he was a product of what, you know, like, us and 6 9 were inspired by the same shit, which was rap. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the yeah, focal point. But, but yeah, but not yeah. Even he, you're 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 almost more onto something with the video shit. You know, is like, yeah. is he? Yeah, I don't know how much he was in the. You know, I'm sure he grew up on rap, just like you know, just like all of us. But yeah. I don't know how much he was listening to music. Like, well, he probably wasn't listening to. But I, I feel like when you have like that marketing bone in your body, yeah, you gravitate. He towards, knew rap was cool. Yeah, exactly. Like your your mind, your mind gravitates towards things. That like you can like help you be creative and make yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's all you're always gonna gravitate towards music. Eventually, you end up on clothes, yeah. You know, but if like that, that's what he fucking did, you know. But but and he started with the clothes, so it's almost yeah. like he started with like he he knew image, you yeah. know, image was more he important to him than sound, yeah. All and the, and remain that way till the very end, you know, like yeah, um, yeah, and it's like. He went with the clothes, but he started out making viral videos, and they talked about that too, about how a bunch of celebrities were posting his viral videos before we ever knew who the f- before he ever rapped. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, uh, Odd F- apparently some some I don't know who from Odd Future, but they said Odd Future and Snoop Dogg and other people were sharing this video of him fucking WWE slamming a girl into a bed. Yeah. Sure, we've all seen that video. Never I, knew it was Takashi Six Nine. I remember seeing that shit on Vine in two thousand fourteen or fifteen. That's, bro. Yeah, that's like, him. Like I remember, bro. I remember, it was on Vine. It got yeah. taken off of his Instagram and put onto Vine, is what they yeah. said by someone else. He didn't even put it on Vine himself. Yeah, I, I remember that shit. You know, I remember. Like it's weird when you remember people that pop off later, and like you remember when you saw the video, but you didn't. Realize to remember it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like when you go back and watch like an old show or movie, and you realize like, holy fuck, fuck I saw all this. these actors are like huge right now. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's wild, man. The, the mind is a weird thing. Yeah, it just stores shit for no reason. Yeah, but for, so he fucking that dude. Yeah, yeah, it still blows my mind. Like he he found like that that Seiko Billy guy, right? He sought him out. After the the one group ended, and went to him and was like, "My music sucks, but my videos are good." And that dude decided to manage him from then on out, or from then on out. And um, and and they talk about this more in Showtime and Hulu. But that guy told all of the Crips, or <laughs> not Crips. I'm sorry. All the Crips. <laughs> oh my God! I can't. All right, I'm white. I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit about gangs. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, that dude, that dude called all the Treyway members, right, and said, "Hey, I'm shooting a video for me, Seiko Billy. I need you guys outside my grandma's house or my mom's house, five seventy whatever lane. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah. Brings Takashi there, and Takashi's like his new young 
guy. New artist. Yeah. And then Takashi brings the 50 red bandanas, hands them out like candy, and then films his video. And no one really knew what was going on. No one knew who Takashi was. That's crazy. And he showed up and did that Billy video. And then that's what fucking sent yeah. him off. And then so that's his introduction to Bloods, like, in real life, you know. And then in the next video, he's throwing up signs, apparently. Yeah. That video, you won't see one sign being thrown by him. Um, yeah. But then in the next videos, you see him. And that's when he started, like, trying to become one and shit. But but th- then they get into, like, the whole, like, I, do you know much about uh, about Shadi? No. You know who Shadi is? That's his girlfriend, right? No, no, no. That's the guy. That's the uh, That's the... He was like so. Oh, wait, he was he was like in the he was like the head of the blood gang, right? Yeah, he was the head of the, uh, well, the uh, Trey nine trays. Tray, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like Treyway, which is just like a separate group of the nine trays. I think I don't know. I'm white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no affiliation, not associated. But nine trays apparently were like I think from L.A. originally, and then like something happened where a bunch of them got in Rikers in '93 or something, and that's how it started in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the shoddy guy, like, I remember years ago, I remember the first Breakfast Club interview, and Charlemagne was like, you is shoddy? Like, like he was very confused. Like, he's like, I know shoddy. Like, and shoddy was, like, vouching for him or whatever. So shoddy has, like, this reputation in New York. And, and you know how they always say, like... And Charlemagne was like, you, you're shoddy? Like, yeah, no, he Charlemagne was like confused. It was almost like you remember when um remember when Martin Shkreli was like confused that Charlemagne knew about that investment site? Yeah. He was like, Wait, you know about that? He was like, You got yeah. money like that? It was it was like Charlemagne was like, Wait, you know Shoddy? Like Shoddy Shoddy's managing you? Like, oh, okay, like he thought that's when he knew he was the real deal or some shit. Yeah, so quote there's, unquote at the time. there's something about the shoddy guy. And I've been trying to figure I didn't look too deep, but I was trying to figure out that. I'm like, who else has he fucked with? I'm like, did he back like, you know, like French? You know, or something something like that. Cause, cause people always talk about like, you know, it's who backs you. I just want to cut in real quick. We are very unaffiliated. I make conscious motivation rap music. He's in a I'm white. Band. <laughs> and he's white. I'm white. Uh just just to clarify. Right. Corey Miller, white boy. Um, yeah, I don't know nothing about gangs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just skip over this one. No, 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 no. We should. <laughs> no, no, no. Shoddy. What, what do you have to say? I'll just respond to what you. Have yeah, to that's. Say. I just let me. Just let me get my shit off. I'm just. Yeah. It, it, I'll be done here soon. Masterclass in gangs by Corey Miller. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A white boy. A white boy. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, but but so he was originally managed by the Seco Billy guy. And I'm, I'm fucking up his name. I'm sorry, but like, um, and then somehow like Shoddy is like another higher end in the whole gang shit. You know what I mean? To where he called the Billy guy and was like, made a call and was like, tell tell Takashi to keep in touch or something. And Takashi realized who Shoddy was and realized like, oh, I'd much rather be with him. You know what I mean? And and so they started linking up, and it became a whole big thing. You know, they were all kind of together. But the shoddy guy started Treyway with a three instead of an E. Mm. And kind yeah. of took Takashi 6 9 from the other guy. Yeah. And the other guy had, like, his real protection, like his, like, like the guy who fucking... Like, every time there was a Takashi fight that we saw in the video, 
it was this guy Harv who was with Seiko Billy. And that was like his muscle bodyguard. So that's the guy that kidnapped Takashi 6ix9ine. Months later, once Takashi stopped fucking with Seiko Billy and all the other like uh, Treyway people. Yeah. Um, not Treyway, because they were just, I don't know, it's a whole separate group. You're still with Treyway, but like a, but Treyway with a three, yeah. not Treyway with an E. Weird. And they're both in New York. Very weird. And they were all friends. They're all bloods. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you know we, may, it, I think. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like, when they're trying to make money off their organized crime, they got to change their names a little bit. Yeah. That's but, all I can think. I don't know, but either way, no, but but the way the Billy guy, because the Billy guy was interviewed in both of them, and he said, nah, Shoddy, Shoddy took him from me, fucked over my money, basically, like, it wasn't good after that, you know, like, um, and, yeah, and, and I don't know, man. Um, it's a long, complicated story of organized crime, but, but you know. But you remember, like, when Takashi got kidnapped, like, yeah. They, they were trying to get him. Yeah, so that was the Billy guy. Yeah, it was no, it was Harv. Word. It was a Harv guy. Harv kidnapped me, and 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 the police, the FBI already has an informant, right? They talked about that in the Hulu one. They introduced you to the fucking informant of the Treyway. They, you know, and they also said in it that that dude got arrested for something, and he was he spent locked up. He was the driver. Mm. He spent three days locked up, uh, and they told him like. If you cooperate, we'll let you go. So he cooperated. And they put an app on his phone. An app on the phone that is always recording. You know how everyone thinks like their phone's always recording? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This app is like the thing that does that. For real, for real. So like if you're like if you get a if you are an informant, you can literally like the cops can just put an app on your phone and it'll just constantly record the whole room. And any and text message anything. You know what I mean? It screen records and audio records everything. Sends it straight to the cops. And so that's how that whole fucking kidnapping was on audio. And Takashi's driving with his driver alone, and a car smashes him in the back. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, and it's like, and he's like, oh, Harv. He says his name to him. He's like, and Harv's like, nah, come with me. You ain't got shit. Where's your man at? Like, you know, where's your jewelry? Like, nah, nah, you coming with me. Like, and then kidnaps him. And, And it's like. I just remember, like you, you remember thinking back then, like when he first came out, like it's like, oh fuck, man, what, if, like, what if he really did, like, just kind of get manipulated by some people? That was kind of what people were thinking for a second. Yeah. And it's like this. I mean, just, it was half. It was half. Uh, it was half uh, his own doing. Yeah. And half of him just being in too deep, like Makai Fife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm. That's why I'm glad these docs are out. I think they show that he put himself all the way fucking in that. You I know, mean, these documentaries don't do any justice for him or his brand, in my opinion. The, and that's what I'm happy about. You know, above all, even though we talked for six nine about for fucking forever now. Um, yeah, for way too long. Um, to yeah, <laughs> even though I, I, yeah, this is not to condone him or to do anything, because uh, I'm really happy that these are out the way they are. Because I've seen too many docs lately, like the that have like halfway humanized fucking evil people, and I'm sick of it. So, all right. One bad thing that Six Nine did was obviously the, the one, the one thing that we didn't even have to mention. It's obvious because it was the one, it was the thing that propelled him at the same time because it was that out of pocket. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? The charges. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there were charges before he actually went to jail, though, for like... Yeah. Okay, so you know. Yeah, of course, bro. And that's the thing that... It's like, this really cleared it up, too, because that shit was all, like, unclear. Because he came out and said, no, I was 18. I didn't do nothing with that girl. Like, uh, it was other people. And then, like, the documents came out, you know, and said that he was 17. He did stuff with the girl. She was 13. She was also kidnapped or some shit. She was like a missing person. Yeah. A 13-year-old missing person. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, he was a wild dude. So, this is not to humanize 6ix9ine. The documentary does a good job at just telling the story. Yeah. And earlier, I wasn't trying to humanize him in a way to make you feel bad. But yeah. But more so humanize the New York the New York way of life. Yeah. It's, a, it's the way of life in a lot of big cities, a lot of major cities. You know, uh, and yeah, I mean, people just get thrown into shit anyway. You know what I mean? People like, get born in this shit. Yeah, and it's like that's it's you know what I'm saying like Nipsey, one of my favorite artists of all time for sure, tells his story all day long in every single album. You know what I mean? The reason he did, you know, what I'm saying that he you know did the things he did. You know, and uh, it's it's what happens when you get put into a way of life in certain circumstances. You got to make a way and make do. But uh, that's not what this is about, you know. This is just about six nine story, and all these documentaries did a good job of just like I don't know breaking everything down into digestible pieces. Yeah. Um. Cause it's yeah, a, it's a lot for yeah, no reason. Bro, I'm yeah, I, I agree completely, and yeah, and we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and move on from here. But I agree with that completely. Like I think it's just good. I think it was good for me. Like I don't know. Yeah, I feel bad for being so entertained by these. Hip-hop history, bro. We're just hip-hop lovers. That's it. Yeah. And it's part of the hip-hop history now. I think it was important to just put all the facts on the table to let people really see it because this this was the one story that was so hard to get any facts from. You know what I mean? It was just all fucking viral clips of shit and, and people. I don't know. 6 9 story is the COVID of rap. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, headlines made no sense and there's no vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, shit. I didn't even listen. I was just thinking about uh, the song I'm about to play. Uh, here we go. And this is what it feels like. Hey. And I want to smoke a cigarette, so we going to let this song rock for a little bit. I will be right back, Fonz. And I survive cause a nigga is special first You get successful, then it get stressful thirst Niggas gon' test you, see what your texture's worth Diamonds and pipes, one of them pressure burst Street niggas, still I get checks and spurts I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I murk Better days, pray for, but expecting worse At this level, bullshit, I'm just less concerned Cruising in the six, looking at the proceeds of rap music on my wrist. Drop another mixtape, my shit booming out this bitch. Young Malcolm, I'm the leader of the movement out this bitch. Look, and this is what it feels like. Reach a level, make you question, is it real life? All the weed good, all the pussy real tight. And the only rule, keep your dollar bills this right. Is what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. what it feels like and this is what it feels like 
scorpion bricks Way before Orbeez double disc 40 on my lap clap Sound like 40 did the mix Filled the bass sip coat Like a Michelin star chef Chef Kiss to my wrist I go dummy with my left I arrest on my dick Try to audit all my checks Too late You know they hate When you become more than they expect You let them crack a storm Your capital put their feet up on your desk And yet you talking tough to me I lost all my little respect I'm selling weed In the open Bringing folks home from the feds I know the payback gonna be me. I'm saving all my little bread Pray for me y'all One day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts Real niggas is a stink It ain't safe for me my dog They killing niggas in they own hood That makes sense to you at all You burnt your bridge to the other side You know you can't swim across Y'all know niggas can't swim They fried Mike after you die Y'all know niggas can't win You never land, no jokes aside I arrived on the day Fred Hampton got murdered Hold up Assassinated just to clarify further What y'all gave birth is The chairman mixed with Jeff Ford Big step on the jet with my legs crossed Black stones on my neck, y'all can't kill Christ Black Messiah is what I feel like Shit ain't gonna stop cause y'all spill blood We gonna turn up even more since y'all killed cuz this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like And this is what it feels like I haven't heard a word you're saying. Really? So. No shit. <laughs> Dude, I was all the mic. Nothing like some nip to uh, get the vibe there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You should have let me pick the nip song if you want to play a nip song. That's well, a, I mean, I'll let that slide though because Jay Z's on it, but you know. It's a new one. It's a new one. What, 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 oh, well, never mind. I'm not going to play a record. But if I were to play a record, there's a lot of records to pick from. I couldn't even pick because there's so many good ones. So I picked the hypey record? Yeah, nah. I mean, I could play some. There's a hypey <laughs> nip record? Oh, Bad yeah. to play this nip record? Nah, this is a good one. This is like the normal yeah. like tone and vibe of a nip record right there. Like the like the boss, like mafia sound. Yeah. You know what? That's like one sound that I really love in hip-hop is like the Rick Ross, Jay-Z, nip. Nas like mafia big boss sound. What do you think about the tiny desk from Rick Ross? I love it. I love anything. People Rick were Ross. hating on the uh, the singer guy. Bro, I d- think well, I'm I- Big Meech, Larry Hoover. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick Ross be fucking with like that like gaudy type of shit, dude. Though, I you thought know, it that was, extra ass shit. I thought it was hard, bro. I and I I, I thought like I was like, oh, bro. I was like. Maybe, maybe, like, because everyone was hating on it. 
Yeah. And and I like the second I saw it, I quote to it, and I was like, Ross would abandon so hard. And then I'm like, and then I realized like everyone started hating on it, and I'm like, oh, I'm like the uncool one right now, wow. like loving this, like I'm like, <laughs> but it was tight. I'm like, just Ross with drums was sick to me. Like Ross, yeah. like. All rappers should have bands to me, I think, personally. But at least Rick, at some point. Rick Ross on the band is like, that's like his, I, that's like standard Ross. Yeah, like even some of the drums he uses are very like, you know, like, yeah. it, it has that luxurious, like, do, 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 you yeah, know, they like have the drums. luxurious. Drum, yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it yeah. they have like actual good drum sets in between the trap drums, you know yeah. what I mean? Like good drum fills and shit like that, but, yeah. so his songs have always kind of been like ready for it, but. Rick Ross makes that movie music, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're a big Rick Ross fan. I am, because I feel like Rick Ross really he he keeps the art of hip hop alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love I love all the young the young rappers out here, you know, rapping, man. But like, it's like a lot of them can't. Who Who do you love? You that's Roddy, young out here and rapping. Roddy Rich is one of my favorites. I have not listened to Roddy oh, Rich. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> He's like he's like the captain of the young niggas right what, now. What was his bro. what's his song the box? Yeah. I, I heard mean, that like one time. Come on, bro. You got to go. Come on, man. Go listen to that right now. All right. All right, I'm gonna play it right now then cuz I've only listened to it one time and I you had this conversation with someone. Listen. This record's on the radio nonstop. Don't do that to me. No, people. no, no, but I no, I'm serious. <laughs> I've played it like once in my life. Bro. This record is so crazy even though it's like super overplayed. That wasn't even on the beat. He added that while he was recording. Which makes it that much harder. Pulling out the coop, out the lot. Pull up the whole damn field. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals. We been trapping like the 80s. She said the nigga so Got the cash out. Told him wipe a nigga no. Fonz just did the slat slat thing. Yes, he did. Wait till this is a video podcast. I didn't. I did no such thing unless it's video proof. Gotta move smarter, gotta move harder. Nigga try to give me five my water. I lay his ass down on my son, on my daughter. I had the Draco with Alright, well, this dude is such a good rapper. What's what's the song that isn't the hit that's so good? I mean, everything everything he made because of the label he's on, because of the music he's trying to make, everything aims to be a hit. So everything is catching in its own right. Um Okay, well I guess not a hit, but I guess I mean like it's just a good album. Like me. Bro, deep down, like, I got, like, categories in my head that, like, I have to, like, keep, you know what I'm saying? I got to keep certain tanks full, right? Yeah. My lyrical, super hip-hop shit. When we were roommates, you walk by the room plenty of time, you listen to that logic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do what I do in my own spare time, and I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that was perfectly time. All right. Logic. Anyway. I got my real hip-hop shit, you know what I'm saying? Shouts to Shirt, you know what I'm saying? Shouts to Logic. Shouts to all my real hip-hop, my real rappers, really on that, keeping the culture alive, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I'm listening to my uh, my pop shit, you know? And, my I, I, I mean, I put Roddy Rich in more of that pop rap category, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, like, doing shit with, like, big hooks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, there's a culture to that, but there's also a balance, and I feel like he brings that balance just like Drake or Kendrick does, you know what I mean? And Kendrick is like, 
for me, Kendrick's like number one on my list of like artists I need. Like I listen to for like that real inspiration when I'm trying to get into like making records that people want to listen to. Um, really? Yeah, because he's bring he's bringing everything to the table. Yeah, he's leaving nothing on the table. Like his lyrics, he's pre- he's pushing the bar. You know what I'm saying? On the pop shit, he's pushing the bar. Um, and then I yeah, I just recently went because I never have like enjoyed Damn as an album. Yeah. Um, but I just recently went and watched all the videos, and that made me appreciate the album a lot more. Was yeah. seeing all the videos for it. Yeah. I didn't realize how crazy he snapped on the videos. So the videos are interesting because a little bit after that, like a year or so after that, he launched uh, a creative agency. BJ, Le- yeah. You know that was actually the agency that did all those videos. Really? Yeah, and it's like if you go to the videos, they got like anamorphic lenses and shit and all type. It's crazy. So it's dope to see Kendrick like get into like the agency space because a lot of artists don't, you know, like they kind of just like. You know, I I I, I might have talked about this with someone on the podcast, but I I had, do have a theory about Kendrick right now. What's that? And that he is very is self righteously the word, but he's very self righteously um, choosing to. How do I say? He's choosing to sacrifice his career for the betterment of hip hop, and I think that that's what he's doing with PJ Lang. Because if you did, you see all those Calvin Klein commercials. Nah. How are you sitting here talking about PJ Lang? But you what? They just did a whole Calvin Klein campaign like three weeks ago. It was like eight commercials, um, and. It's got, like, Brent Fiez in it. It's got Baby Keem in one of them. It's got a few other, like, influencer-type people. Um, but, yeah, listen. Well, yeah, well, solo. I actually saw these. I just never clicked them. This is, this is where I first got it, but. We got Brent Fiez up first, sitting in a diner. Hey, can I take this for you? You always come in here solo. How come? I So, he said, y'all blew it. And there's another one, right, where he's got Taco. I think you should just try to find the Taco one. This scares me. It's like my favorite artist of all time, bro. Who, Brent Fires? No, or Kendrick? Kendrick. Okay, uh, hold on. I literally just said that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're showing me poc- uh, uh, commercials uh, where people are like, yeah, Kendrick's done. My favorite jeans. Now, 
I, I, I really do want to break down this one with the Brent Fires one after. Said, did I blow it? No, no I didn't I mean, blow it. I just I put a lot of me into it. I think when you see it, you'll notice that it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of taco touch on there. A lot of taco touch. Yo, Taco's actually a hella good rapper. Or not rapper, uh, actor. actor. Okay, He's one of my favorite this. actors for sure. Like as what far as like a rapper know? turned actor, another story. Okay. Getting mad at me isn't gonna help this. So what is your last name? So, so if you think about if you think about that one, right? That that phone call that he just had just went a little bad at the end. You know, he was like, "Just play the play the last ten seconds of that again." Sorry. You're good. Let's see. Uh, that's four seconds. That's, there we go. So, what is your last name? A little bit, a little bit farther. You'll notice that it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of taco touch on there. A shout out on here? Okay, wait. I should know this. What's your last name again? Okay. Getting mad at me isn't going to help this, so what is your last name? So, hold on. Before, before you say this, I just want to say that Corey is the ultimate conspiracy theorist that puts together real conspiracies. Right? Yeah. Real conspiracies, not the bullshit out there. Yeah. He, he figures out the pieces to the puzzle in the pop culture zeitgeist. And he's like, oh, I know where this goes, and I know where this goes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't always see something, but I see I saw something here. And and I because I watched the Brent Fires one first. And when he ended with Y'all Blew It, I was like, what? Why, why is he saying that? Like, it just confused me, you know? And I'm like... And and I just associate this with Kendrick. You know, I just associate Kendrick doing all this, even though it's a whole team of people, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I was like, what is Kendrick meaning by y'all blew it? I'm like, obviously, no one in the right, like, no one is doing shit good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not compared to Kendrick. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, there's just, you know, and like you said, Kendrick's where you go for inspiration. Like, I feel like, you know, you of all people, like, there's some people that may not agree, but Kendrick's number one, you know what I mean? When it comes to, like, he he does check off all the boxes. And and so what I was saying earlier is I think he's, like, self-righteously, like, putting his career behind to try to help music. I think that that's what he's doing with this, like, and, and I don't have any proof to that besides Baby Keem. Baby Keem's the only proof um, of being like a young protege of Kendrick. And he's not on TDE. Um, so that whole yeah. like TDE thing, I feel like he has no control over TDE. Yeah. He has no control over the artist, but he can help the artist, just like he's helped SZA. He's and, you know, right? He's literally on every TDE artist song. Yeah, you know what I mean? So he, yeah. he helped, you know, but, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, this probably is created because he has no ultimate control over TDE. Um, you know... Um, and so, so Brent Fias says y'all blew it. And then Taco does this half-ass ad 
where he puts the jeans up and he writes my favorite jeans and he's trying to sell it to whoever probably Calvin Klein or you know what I mean like just putting yourself in the shoes of this narrative he's trying to sell this idea to whoever paid him to do it um and they asked him if he blew it and he said did I blow it no I didn't blow it and he looks up and he sees that he just hung a pair of jeans on it so to me, this is an art, or this is someone getting paid to lots of money to do something. Puts up some bullshit. Puts up some bullshit. Tries to fucking talk like, oh yeah, it's a lot of taco. It's a lot of it's a lot of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then doesn't even know the name of the dude who's paying him. And then that dude like is like, what the fuck? You know, he's like, he's like, there's no reason to be mad at me. You know, so what's your last name? Like, yeah, you know that could be referencing uh. A little Yachty Charlemagne the God conversation where Charlemagne the God was like, Yo, Yachty, uh, who's your publicist? And Yachty was like, Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Charlemagne was like, What? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine not knowing the people that you work with and that are signing checks and moving money around and moving your records around. Like, you're yeah. the engine room to your own business, to your own well being, and you don't know the. Yeah, you don't know the pipelines around you. You know what I mean? And it's like that could be a reference to that because he's yeah. like, "What's your name? What's uh, hold on? What's your what's your name? You know?" And it's like I do like little Yachty, so I, like, I will. I like Yachty. Not agree with the the exact reference, but yes. I it, mean, I, it's the <laughs> it's the idea because yeah, yeah, like honestly, half ass rap. Yachty's good at what he does. He makes high quality version of what is in that category. Have you heard hip about it? Nah. Is that the Kodak record? Oh, yeah, I fuck with that record. I watched the video like 20 times. Bro, yeah, yeah. Yachty goes off too. Like, yeah. even though Yachty like mumbles like really badly and like he hides actually how good of like bars he can write, like yeah. with his shitty voice, like he he's a, nice. He got a shitty rap voice. Let's, let's point <laughs> yeah. that out. His rap voice, he sounds like a, but he sound like a but young he be Andre going 3K, off. bro. If you listen to Andre 3K and listen to Yachty, bro, you're going to be like, damn, these motherfuckers sound the same. And I don't know if that's because they're both from Atlanta. But they sound the same, bro. That's weird. Play play an Andre 3K record. Right no, now. no, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. A little bit. Nah, bro. We're going to play some Andre 3K at the very end. So you can bring this glue. All right, I got a sleeper. I'll, I'll play some Outcast as a sleeper then. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Just some Andre. Well, this is a Andre like heavy, a heavy okay. <laughs> Outcast um, song. Bad, bad. Um, Probably not a sleeper, but it'll be all right. Um. But, uh, yeah, I just think, yeah, this is him commenting on people robbing companies, um, giving half-ass work, not even giving a fuck about their work, and just saying, y'all blew it. You know, I I just thought that those two correlated. You know what I mean? Why, like, why would, why would these commercials have that, that saying in it? Y'all blew it. Did you watch all of them? Yeah, oh yeah. They're all great. Uh, I d- I don't have any major correlation between any other ones, those two, but they're all good. Um, I I do think that um whoever is on P J Lang also does work for Donald Glover because if you do if you play the daily due gil- due diligence one, yeah, this just feels like an episode of Atlanta. And there's an. Oh, maybe this isn't the right one. But this one also is kind of like an episode of Atlanta. What are you doing? Baby girl. 
Come on, you know I'm doing my daily due diligence. So what do you call this? Underwear prepping? Yeah. Yeah. Undie prep. This is a solid two weeks of crispiness right here. Boy, you're doing too much. Undie prep. Yeah. That's hard. Use an L. Doesn't that just feel like a scene in Atlanta? Yeah, it does have Atlanta vibes, but I, I, don't, I don't think it was uh, by the same people. But it's, it's just, what it is, is it's very regional. It's a regional situation. So, honestly, we need to talk about regionality and uh, homo, um, I, I, can't, I can't even think of the word. Um, in biology, like, everything when everything becomes one, homogeneous or homo... Fucking, I can't fucking say the word. I can't fucking talk today. But pretty much everything is very non-regional now. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like, I think that's what gets me excited about L.A. And I feel like people get annoyed about me when I talk about L.A. And, like, I think that's why I do, like, you know what I'm saying, like, West Coasting Sound Records, like, like what's on my EP. Just because it's, like, I feel like L.A. and, like, I don't know, parts of, like, Texas are, like, the last place where, like, that regional sound and regional, like, dialect really exists, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's people in Atlanta that don't even sound like Atlanta no more, in my opinion. Yeah. There's people... There's no, people, it's true. I mean, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like everybody wants to sound like everybody from Atlanta, and then, you know you know what I mean? And it's like, everybody just... It's like, Atlanta, like, Atlanta had their own lingo and dialect, you know what I mean? And I could still hear the Atlanta accent. Yeah, and I still feel like there's plenty of people in Atlanta that are that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And still ha- like have that, but it's just as as yeah. time goes on, people move and people yeah, I, I feel like people I internet. feel like people jack from the Atlanta so much. The internet jacks from Atlanta so much that ain't nobody got any type of originality or anything. So it's like I don't know, like the my favorite part about that shit is just like I'm doing my daily due diligence. Like that's some shit niggas say in the, in the in LA, like, hey, you want some weirdo activity. You know what I mean? Like, they just be saying, like, extra, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, expeditiously. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They be saying big-ass words, drawn-out-ass phrases for no reason. Do you think T.I. is a human trafficker? Oh, God. That's a fucking switch. I I don't know about all that. (laughs) You haven't heard about any of that? No, man. I mean, I heard, but I don't be... That's not what I'm clicking on. he swept it under the rug. Really? One week, man, it was T.I. and Tiny have been fucking wildin', and then the next week, nothing. Man, that's a weird thing to pop up for somebody who's, like, not, like, popular in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not popular in music, so for somebody to pop up as a human trafficker, there's some truth in that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was weird and for one. shit to get swept over the rug is a little suspicious. Yeah, because he's got some money, and he is still... He got a lot of money, bro. You know know how many artists he has, bro? He signed Travis. He signed this other kid from South Africa who's doing pretty decent. He signed, like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's well, like, well... um, Fuck, I can't even think of words. We've been podcasting so long, we don't know how to talk anymore. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'm sure he's well-connected with a lot of big companies still, too. You know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. on a Netflix show. He has his own podcast. Uh, he has many major artists. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like, yeah, he, he, he. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, real, uh, like, any type of, like, news article. Well, there's one from beginning of February. It says, T.I. and Tiny reality show suspends production amid sexual abuse allegations. So is it sexual abuse or sexual, sexual well, trafficking? Well, scroll back. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Google? Sorry, click back. Um, there, there was so, alleged sex trafficking on that one, and then there is another article that says fifteen women accused Ti. Down, down more. Of sex trafficking and widespread abuse. Says on January twenty seventh, on January twenty seventh, hemp farm owner and businesswoman Sabrina Peterson accused rapper T.I. of holding a gun to her head while her children were present. At the same time, accusing him of painting her as a villain. Since Peterson posted the accusation on Instagram, many more alleged victims of T.I. and his wife Tiny, also a musician, have come forward to share their stories. So far, Peterson claims 15 women have spoken. Damn. Referred to... They say T.I. referred to women as cattle. Him and, him and Tiny forced drug abuse upon workers and other women in their presence and multiple instances of physical abuse, including punching and choking out. Damn, what is this dude? Yeah, bro, this one... When I read it, I was like, God damn, I was like... Man, T.I. did seem like like a, you know, but it, it it's just, I mean. A wholesome fellow? Yeah, it's like we talk about Takashi, too, and it's like, man, it's like all you got to do is just, like, put on the right image and it don't fucking matter. Are all the, are all the legends just going to go down in, like, flames because they just, like, are shitty-ass people? Is, is this what money does to people, man? If so, I don't want nothing to do with it because it's starting to look like you get some money and then you do all the dumb shit that you shouldn't be doing. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like the fame, like and people just wanting to take I it just, down. It's like you get too much money and you become a a person that shouldn't yeah. I mean, I just want to say Jay Z all we got is Jay Z's like hopefully nothing ever pops up on Jay Z. Why hasn't anything popped up on Kanye? Because I don't think Kanye's a bad person. I just think he will he just got mental health problems. You know? I mean, come on, you don't want to add anything else on top of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. I mean I, <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like... Prayers for Kanye. Yeah, like, come on, man. Kanye got enough going on. <laughs> I okay. mean, for, for God's sakes, he doesn't even have an accountant. He pays all his bills from his phone by himself from a billion-dollar account. This guy has enough on his plate. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over some quick topics before we get into the C topic. The big last topic. All right. Because we're at an hour and 44. Yeah, we're, we've been going. Yeah, we've been going. Um, and so you haven't seen WandaVision yet, have you? No, sir. God damn it. Everyone. Um, we did not. This, this was not on the fucking art itinerary, <laughs> all right? Don't, yeah. don't try well, you should it. just be watching it for just cultural reasons. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, cross that off the list. Uh, Malcolm wow. and Marie, have you seen that? Nah. Why not? Because, motherfucker. We didn't discuss this. We didn't discuss either no, one I, of these I'm, shows. I'm just asking you as a person. Oh, as I'm not a, asking oh. you as like um, 
the new co-host of the Movie Club podcast. No, sir. Oh, yeah. I am. Unofficial. He just... <laughs> unofficial uh, intern. <laughs> I said no, sir. Oh, man. My mind was somewhere else. Oh, man. I'm never going to be able to do this. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But real shit, though. Um, Haven't seen that. Or WandaVision. Right. I plan on watching WandaVision. Well, I will watch... Uh, the last one that you just said. The I'm gonna one. use you as my case study. I want you to watch it with your girlfriend. Which one? Which girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, not with your girlfriend. Which show, man? Come on. This guy. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. All right, Ben. Ben thought the worst of me. Which one? <laughs> you should have seen his fucking face. He was fucking behooved. <laughs> I just thought it was a good reply. Um, I think it would be well. If you want to, but it's it's just a it's a it's an argument between a guy and a girl, and it's just that's the whole movie. Um, why are you trying to set me up right now? Man? Because I need good podcast content, and I think it'd be funny to hear what it's like for um you know a non-single man to w- or man to watch that with you know his his partner. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. I think it would be interesting, but I hope. Well, if it causes. Any turmoil or any, just any friction, then I hope that you would share it for the I podcast. Mean, me and Katrin constantly argue about yeah, you um, guys seem like plots and yeah. movies and shit. You know, because I mean, sometimes plots don't make any sense. They're not hashed out enough. Yeah. No, okay. I you wanna, know what I mean? I want to. I just want to put a GoPro up in the room and capture this. Because <laughs> you know, you know what's gonna happen, man. Is it's always gonna be like something where. Um, the guy says something, and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh shit. And then I look at her, and then she's going to be like, you agree with that? And then that's where the fight starts. You well, know what I mean? and I will say that this movie makes that tough. And that's that's why I love the movie a lot. The movie kind of shows, and maybe you won't agree with this, but it shows how men don't think too far ahead. And how women can see farther than we can. Um, you're already in disbelief. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm done with this podcast. Um, (laughs) women can see further than men. Men can only see. Yes, I am nearsighted. We can only see in like a small radius. And I'm talking about like everything. You know what I mean? And, And we are small picture people. Um, and this movie just proves that, man. Zendaya is a queen. Um, Isaiah Washington is a great actor. Isn't that the movie that everybody said was bad? Though there were people saying it was bad. That's okay. We actually scrolled past that. I know. I know which one you're talking about. Now. Dude, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Really? So okay. I'm gonna watch it then. It, it, no, it's seriously like I'm a movie aficionado. It's know? one of my favorite movies ever. I found it a hundred percent entertaining. I've seen it twice already. It just came out. Um, Damn. He says a lot. That's big words for a movie that just came out. Bro, it's so good. All right, so you haven't seen Malcolm Marie. Um, you haven't seen Don't Fuck with the Cats. Haven't seen Don't Fuck with the Cats. That one was fucked up, man. You should watch that. Watch that, and we'll talk about it at a I later time. Is that the part of the Cecil Hotel shit? Or no, no. It's about this guy um, in 2013 who put up a video of him killing two cats, right? And then the world went crazy, uh, and then this Facebook group started of internet 
sleuths is what they call them, like investigators. Oh, yeah. And they were all trying to get him, right? Yeah, and he turned out he was a serial killer, right? Well, they all that. knew that, and they all figured he would be one. He put up another video of him. You did see it? Yeah, I saw this. Okay, yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah with, I like, the model this. kid who, yeah, like, the he, model, yeah. he photoshopped his face onto, like, people's bodies hundreds of photos. He made hundreds of fucking fan accounts for himself. Like, he was, like, the super narcissistic, like, craziest dude ever, and... And almost got away with it. Dude Dude stabbed someone, videotaped it, put it on the internet, put all the body parts in the dumpster in his apartment building, walked out with the dude's shirt on, um, and just left to the next place he wanted to go to. And the cops just didn't have the evidence on him. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, it proves how easy it is to get away with some shit. Bro. Not that anybody should be doing that, but I'm just saying. It's like... They, there's not enough parameters to like just start chasing after murderers. And there yeah. should be more parameters for that type of shit. They ended up getting him. You know, they they had it, but at first they knew who he was. They knew he killed the murderer, but they didn't have it. It's like that shit. That always blows my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. That one. That one. I don't know. I just been watching all these fucking serial killer docs, and I watched that. You see, you see Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that one's fucked up too. Oh man, see, I I started with Britney Spears. I went to Last Dance. Yeah. Then I'm not. Now I'm on Cecil Hotel and Don't Fuck with the Cats and Night Stalker and shit. And it's like, man, I don't know how I got into this serial killer shit. Yeah, man. But Aaron Hernandez was the, the, the one. The serial killer shit, mystery shit, will suck you into a hole where you're just watching it all, and it's the most depressing shit. But they put it in. They they tell the story in such a sterile, like scientific, like they put you in the shoes of the detective rather than like a emotional let's be scared state you know yeah. what i mean they like tell the stories as if like you should know the story to understand how to understand these type of things or you know what i mean or see these type of things in the world you know that's yeah. the, that's the weird part about like any like murder doc is like they're just telling the stories and you don't even feel sad or anything you just like that's fucked that's all you say is that's yeah. fucked up you know yeah and i and people are entertained by it you know what i mean sadly like, <laughs> like, I remember, like, when yeah. Surviving R. Kelly came out, like, people were saying it was really entertaining, and I never watched it. Like, I why probably, would that be entertaining? Yeah, I probably won't, but it, it you know, but I, I I guess I get it now watching all these other docs and, like, how entertained I was by the fucking 6 9 docs and, like, the Aaron Hernandez one, but it's, like... Aaron you, Hernandez one is, like, really... Honestly, that one's actually sad, because it was about... It was a story about just, like, the neglect of, like, the football system, you know? Yeah, the well... Fo- the football system is a... It's a multi-level platform, bro. Like, do you know much about how football works? How it gets money and affects everything? So, like, that high school down the street. I'm not going to say it because, you know what I'm saying, we, you know what I'm saying, we in a certain location. You know what I mean? Not, but <laughs> I was anyways. about to say it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there's a high school in everybody's neighborhood, most likely. And this high school has most likely a nice football field normally. All right, most people, most schools have nice football fields now because neighborhoods – Locally, put all their tax money into high schools unwillingly. It's just what happens. It's in the papers, all right? Um, these football players, they get on football teams. They're scouted from the point they're in middle school by by uh, varsity coaches. They're nurtured. The top players are nurtured until they can get into varsity, and they normally get into varsity by freshman year. Or they're practicing with the varsity by their, their, uh, their sophomore year, right? From there um, – College scouts are, nor- are normally checking uh, the top players out by their sophomore year to nurture them going into college. Like, hey, you should come fuck with us at Mizzou or Ohio State or Miami or whatever. From there, 
they're getting buddy buddy. They they get into the um, the NCAA Division One, which is might as well just be the NFL. But yeah, and can't you not get paid for college sports? And you don't get paid, which is why they don't have the names on the back of the jerseys. And they get they're on TV and shit. Like. But they don't get paid, but they get scholarships and they get money given to them by the school, which is why you see like college football players like they always have like they'll have nice cars of decent clothes. They'll have whatever they want. They'll have a new MacBook. Whatever they need will be taken care of. Yeah. And they have all their food taken care of, and they're nurtured and coddled. By the time they're in their sophomore year of like college, if they're still the top player, they already have people in the league talking to them. They already got friends in the league. Yeah. Like, bro, LeBron James' son, Bronny Jr., all, all the there's a another player on his team. I forget his name, but LeBron already like mentors him because he's know he he knows he's going to the league, and Bronny his son Bronny is still in high school. You know, I think they're in their, like their senior year now, and like his friend also is just now a senior. They're already getting coddled by LeBron because LeBron already knows they're going to the league if they stay healthy. Yeah. Therefore, it's like it's the same thing for football. From football, um, from college, they're getting uh, coddled by pro athletes and agents or whoever. And by the time they make it to the NFL, the NFL then pays the college out, the high school out, and the middle school out, which is how these middle schools that's, – that's how they make money. That's why they let coaches from high schools – nurture middle schoolers like top players or whatever whoever they think is going to be the best i know this because i saw this verbatim and i saw somebody i'm not gonna say his name i saw him go from um the top player in the school to the nfl did he play in the nfl for long no but i saw i saw the the coddling and i saw a photo on facebook of him hanging out with old high school coaches which even further proves my point and legitimizes my point you know, and I think it's bullshit, you know, because it's like if you can't make them money and you get injured or something happens to you or like there's brain damage, they don't care as long as yeah. you're making them. If you're not showing us a practice, they don't give a damn. You know what I mean? And Aaron Hernandez was out here like fucking like well, he, yeah, well, he, he didn't he, have good. He couldn't justify anything in his brain correctly. His brain didn't operate in a, like a, a sensible manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and, like, the weird thing with him was, like, they, you know, the, they kind of painted it in that dog, like, the Patriots wasn't trying to fuck with him at first, right? And yeah. they they painted it like Patriots is this super... Like, he barely made it in type yeah, shit. You yeah, you know, like, he had, like, a probation period with them before they even, like, signed a contract with them. So yeah, he, he yeah. played for them for four months before he got the $40 million contract. Yeah. And, and he had killed two people right before that. But... Yep. Um, but, yeah, and then partly through his year, he went to them and was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, I don't feel safe. I want to change teams. I want to move. And they didn't let him do that. And they kept him, and he was two hours away from his hometown, which where he was with, like, a lot, like, the people that he shot the, the, uh, the other guy with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, it was originally, like, even he did, like, realize, like, yo, I probably shouldn't be this close to my hometown. I don't even know if that was his intentions, but... He felt well, unsafe, and they he, didn't grant him that. And he, he felt unsafe because he started hanging out with people that really lived that lifestyle. Yeah. And he didn't feel safe because they knew where he lived, and he was and he decided that he wanted to double back in life yeah. and hang out with people he shouldn't have been hanging out with, yeah. which therefore made him feel unsafe. Yeah. And he was already in too deep, like Makai Fife, that he had to, you know, he had to, you know, say he was just 
Yeah. He was stuck in that lifestyle. Yeah, because he got super paranoid before he got locked up and put that crazy home security system in, too, which is partly why he got arrested, like, because they caught it, like, on his own fucking video, like, with a gun and shit. But, yeah, that story, man, after watching Last Dance going to fucking Aaron Hernandez, man, I'm like, my my brain is just all over the place lately. Like, I'm, like, super inspired by Dennis Rodman and... Scotty Pippen and shit, like these two dudes that like they they kind of you know you're just talking about college shit, but they kind of like defied that a little bit, you know, like what is it? Uh, yeah, they, they actually forget took it, that rule out of the NBA. They brought it back recently, but they they took the rule out for like a cut like a decade or so. Really? That you can't go to the league from high school. It was it stopped with uh, LeBron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had. I forget who I it was. Think it, stopped with LeBron, but it it was it was Pippen, I think, but he was like. A fucking janitor at the college. Yeah, yeah, and then they were like, "You look like you can play basketball." Yeah, and he That's would like a he would play story, and practice story. with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, well, you can be a student here," and they just enrolled him and put him on the team. Anything for the dollar, man. Well, why would you bring a janitor in to play basketball? Because he's no six reason. two. Because he's six, nah. Because he's <laughs> sixty two million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he signed a seventeen million dollar contract yeah, for he was seven. Paid, yeah, he paid the least amount of money in the NBA or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, that was uh, that was a different player. No, 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 it's him, Scottie Pippen. He it signed a seventeen million dollar contract first year for seven years, yeah. and then they became the the biggest, yeah. and then he became the the top. Uh, he yeah. was he was the hundred sixteenth most played player in the NBA at the time that he was the. The least amount. Yeah, of number two, you know what I mean, best player. Yeah. Like, what's, what's crazy about that era of basketball, bro? Like, that was like the superstar era of basketball. Bro, like, I like w- where it was like Showtime type shit. You give me a time machine, I'm probably going back to '83. To '80, yeah, yeah. Now, actually, you give me a time machine, I'm probably going back to. I'm probably going back to like '98. No. '87. '83, because then you get bro, it all. Pokemon just started. I'm getting all the rare cards. I'm I'm getting that bag, bro. 83, bro. You could get the Jordan rookie card, bro. Oh, God. You can get the ones and just hold on to bro, them, bro. the ones. People, bro, they said people weren't even standing in line for Jordans back then, No, bro. no. Nike wasn't even the brand. It was Adidas, bro. It was a... Come on, man. We could have collected all the he, Jordans. He turned down. No, he, they said his mom had to convince him to go take take a deal with or go take a meeting with Nike because they were they was, they were strictly like for like track. That yeah, was it. That's weird. They were strictly for, and Adidas was the number one shoe of NBA at the time, and all he wanted was to be a part of Adidas. But Adidas didn't give him the deal he wanted, and then so his mom was like, "You should go talk to Nike." And he was like, Mom, I don't want to talk to Nike. <laughs> and she was like, no, you need to go talk to Nike. Imagine just passing up on something because he didn't feel like it at that level. Like, bro, yeah, man. I wish time Imagine machines all this. existed. What's up? I wish time machines existed, man. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy, bro. Buy Bitcoin. Uh, nah, yeah, I wish I could yeah, go back and buy Bitcoin. And then, like, I wish I could, like, go back to, like, the 90s and, like, make rap music in that era. And see if I transcended. That's what. That's like something I've thought about. Or make while. like, like Comethazine shit in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> that shit would probably still transcend. It, it would probably, it would probably change. It would probably change music instantly <laughs> because people would be like, "How the fuck did you find that stock?" You know what I mean? Because like, people don't want to believe it, but while people were like actually rapping, rapping back then, people were also like, like you still had to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it was hipsters then, just yeah. like it is now. 
And yeah. if you look at the clothes, you can, like, Will Smith was fucking, like, in the fucking Fresh Prince era, bro. Like, he was getting off all the fits, bro. You watch the Fresh Prince doc? Yeah. I, 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 I fought back the, the urge to cry because I didn't want to look like a pussy. I think I cried. Yeah. I think I cried. Catcher was like, Catcher was bawling. I thought it was hilarious. But, uh. Yeah, I think I cried. I wasn't trying to cry. Just because, I mean, you know you know what's fucked up? The most fucked up part about that is the uh, Aunt Viv, like the original one, getting burned like that, bro. And then not, him not even talking to her for 30 years. Like, bro, you didn't take the time out at any point. You had a you had a weekend where you're just chilling. You didn't even think to call up the original Aunt Viv and be like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, let's, let me, let me like, like, I know somebody that's like got like this acting gig. Like, she clearly <laughs> didn't even have like a, an agent or anybody looking out for her. Yeah. And like, he just, yeah. let, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had their first fucking conversation on that dock. On that dock in 30 years, bro. So like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I feel like, like Will Smith actually a shitty person for that situation. Yeah, no. Because I feel like he just didn't look out for somebody that needed to be looked out Yeah, and it's crazy for. that you didn't even think about it in five years. Like didn't think 30 about it in a, fucking years. Didn't think about it in 30 days from the situation happening or a week from the situation happening. Well, I'm sure he did, but yeah, didn't do anything about it. Like, yeah. I mean, bro, you just got to look at it like, like, all right. He said he knew the situation. That was the fucked up part about it. He, yeah. He knew that she was struggling and, that and she he was knew the that he had the power and he had the power and she was pregnant at the time. Damn, I didn't. Yeah. And then he 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 let that situation happen in my opinion because he like he knew what she was going through, and didn't like step in like like he looked at it as like oh just another employee getting fired, I'm looking out for myself you know what I mean yeah like I don't know man weird weirdo activity Will Smith on that weirdo activity and people don't want to uh, say anything because he's like he's like grandfathered into the game but. Yeah. I still got smoke for Will Smith on that situation. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of weirdo. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you got time to get into this chance topic? All right. After this, we should probably call it. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm done. All right, cool. I was going to suggest that we save the chance topic for, like, the next one. But this might be too juicy. That's what I'm saying. To it's too good. That. I want to. And you haven't even read the article that came out yesterday. Oh, man. All right, so, so we got to find the first one. Oh, shit. So we, so we tackle this one since it's right nah, here? Nah, nah. We'll have some time, and there'll be new info about this. All right. Spider-Man Home Slice. Yeah. Uh, phone Home. I was pissed about Phone Home, bro. I'm like, if they fucking name it Phone Home, bro, I will be so pissed. <laughs> Spider-Man Phone Home is such a terrible title, man. Did you see the, the list of all the possible names, though? Nah, I didn't see the possible um, names. They had No Place Like Home on it. Really? Yeah. I like it, that. I yeah. like that name. But that's I, too whimsical. That's like fairy tale. But like, that's what makes it good. I think Homecoming is whimsical. I think Far From Home is kind of... And I think No Place Like Home works. Yeah. Um, and then they also had one that I think is my personal favorite. Not being biased, like, and going with No Place Like Home just because of odd numbers. But yeah. they had another one, Home Sweet Home. And I'm like, that's the one for me. I fuck with that one. But then it's called, what, No Way Home? That's kind of, that sounds like a really bad album title. Yeah, I don't no like Way No Way Home. Home. It sounds like a fucking Nine Inch Nails album or something. Yeah. I'm looking for a hero to save me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like some early 2000s rock. Like, I think <laughs> I think it'll make sense once we see it. 
it'll make more sense because obviously there's going to be some problem he has where he can't get home, you know what I mean, or like whatever, you know, or whether that's like subliminal. But I'm exci- I mean, so far, man, I'm excited just because like this, uh, this Spider-Man series is 10 out of 10. No, yeah. No well, misses. what do you rate Far From Home? Far From Home was it's a trash. Miss. It was a miss. <laughs> it was great when you saw it in theaters. It was great and in then theaters. Yeah. You watch it at home and it's like, what's what the crazy? Is I've seen all this? the Spider Man movies, in, like the new ones with Tom Holland. I've seen them all in theaters. I went to the I'm so. I remember when you and Najee went and saw Homecoming and I was laughing at you. I was like, you going to see a fucking Spider-Man movie? I didn't know what Marvel... You remember that? Yes, bro. And I was like... <laughs> I was looking at you like, bro, yeah. what? I was... bro. You know yeah. that's like one of my favorite movies now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's really funny that you... I remember you saying that. I remember you like, like being like, why would you go see a Spider-Man? I had no idea it was part... I didn't know what the MCU was. I had no idea it was part of the MCU. I thought it was a shitty like Tom Garfield one. Or like not Tom, but Andrew Garfield. I thought it was just another shitty series that was gonna die and not even have a third one. You know, yeah. like what 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 made you double back and be like, wait a second, I should well, check this out. When Black Panther was getting released, that's when I I went and saw Black Panther and I said, holy shit, this is dope. And then I got into the MCU. <laughs> that's funny. I remember when you got the MCU. I saw like, Iron oh, Man one. <laughs> yeah, I saw Iron Man one back in the day, of course, and Iron Man two, like when yeah. they first came out, and I saw Thor. But I never saw anything else until Black Panther. Loki, I think I should Loki like try to like complete my MC Universe uh, certificate. You've never seen them all? Well, I've never seen I, them all except for Thor. I've, Thor two is the only one I haven't. Uh, I've seen I've seen Thor. I've seen I've seen all the Iron Man movies except uh, no, I've seen them all. I've only seen the first Captain America. Um, yeah, I got a lot of movies to watch. I probably got like twelve or ten or twelve to watch. I've seen. Um, you probably don't have ten or twelve. No, nah, I got a lot of them, bro. I only Thor two. Haven't seen it. Thor three. The Ragnarok. Haven't seen it. What? You haven't seen Ragnarok? Nope. Start with Ragnarok. That's my second favorite MCU movie. I don't want. I want to watch them in order though. I've never seen Thor two. Really? Yeah. What? Because it's the one that like ever like literally nobody acknowledges it in the MCU. It's like the Hulk. Nobody really acknowledges it. Yeah, so I've seen the Hulk movie. The I haven't one. seen the Hulk. I've seen every Hulk movie that's come out. The one from the early two thousands was tight because it was more of Eric Bana or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. it was darker. It yeah. was like a dark. It was like um, it was kind of like what the Dark Knight was. Mm. Actually, let's talk. I, nah, I don't want to jump. We gotta wait. Dark Knight is hands down one of the greatest. Hopefully, everybody can hear me. I'll sit back. A Christopher while. Nolan is a bitch, though. He is a bitch, but Dark Knight one of the greatest films ever crafted, bro. Like. Easily, it's just beautiful, bro. Like yeah. it's one of my favorite movies. Like the I just Joker, love a good heist intro. Man, it's just like <laughs> the mask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you're picturing the frame as soon as you look at think about the first Batman movie, man. Yeah, no, that's good. Like, it just hits. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. like, oh, I can make a pencil disappear. You already know what that looks like. It's just an iconic movie. It like it didn't change anything in film, but it definitely just it, it was definitely iconic. Yeah, it was just iconic. Like, all the way through. It, it just had a rhythm to it that most movies don't have. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway. Yeah, let's get to this. Let's get to this juicy story. We got to pull up the first one, though. All right. So, do I need to read this? No, no, no. Don't for, forget this one. This is, this is now. We need to go back. What is that? This is December 2020 that this comes out. Chance the Rapper's ex-manager sues for millions trashes the big day 
So let's get into the meat of this article, though. Um, my vision is getting worse, so I'm gonna. Should I read this off? Uh, you don't have to read it all. Let's figure out. Well, here I'll, I'll get into it and then see if I can read it and. Here I'll zoom in. See if we can get just the highlights. Um, so Chance the Rapper's former manager Pat Corcoran or whatever Pat the manager uh, is suing the rapper for a breach of contract. Um. The complaint viewed by Pitchfork, which is filed in an Illinois court on November 30th. Um, in the lawsuit, Pat and his lawyers allege that Chance has violated an oral agreement wherein he, wherein he agreed to pay uh, 15% of his net profits. Corcoran also claims that he's owned over 2.5 million, uh, or he's owed over 2.5 million of reimbursed expenses supporting and promoting Bennett's careers. Um, so, blah, blah, blah. It says they began working in 2012 when they agreed that they could profit from the music industry independently and set out to transform his brand. Um, they had an agreement of 15% um, for album streams, sales, branding deals, endorsements, film and TV adventures. Um, and the agreement was allegedly honored until April 2020 when Chance notified Pat that he was terminating his engagement of Pat and all entities controlled by pat um and then pat alleges that he's owed over three million dollars for commissions due to the streaming and sales of 10 days 10 day as acid rap (laughs) and the big day as well as proceeds from live nation touring and the netflix show rhythm and flow um he claimed i need all that yeah (laughs) so pat is claiming that chance fired him and replaced him with his father ken and brother taylor bennett due to fan disappointment in Bennett's most recent album, The Big Day, and underwhelming fan support for the associated tour. Um, I think we can stop from there. Okay. Um, so the first thing I got to say is for an album to do as bad as what Chance's last album did, The Big Day, I think it's due to uh, – in music, there's a thing where it's not cool to have a wife pretty much. And uh, it's not cool – like, all right, he, he, broke a, he broke a rule by – making an album about marriage in the rap game, which is a, a, it's a logic move, to be frank, all right? Your boy? Yeah, yeah, my boy Logic. Uh, I was listening logic to Logic got 50 million and divorced his wife. Man. He got what? <laughs> he got he signed a deal for like 50 million and then divorced his wife like a day later. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it was wild, man. It's like the opposite of Chance. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. But I mean, I'm just saying that like in in rap, there's like a stigma yeah. around being, uh, um, you well, know, a faithful black individual, if uh, we will, you know, part of the FBI. So um, it, it's really weird. It was weird for Chance to make that album. Jay-Z just did 444 to... Um, but Jay-Z's just, he's cool and has unlimited cool. You, you can't even bring him up in this conversation. So you're changing the goalposts. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but seriously, you're you're right about four four four. But it was an album about Jay Z cheating, you know, which is uh, people love that. It was <laughs> an album about the mistake of him cheating and how it was like family po- is more important. It and was nobody polarizing. wins when the family feuds. That's a hard. That's my favorite song on the album. Oh, the you moon- got that cocaine on that, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Moonlight record, nice too, man. Yeah, he said. What did it? What's the? What's the? Uh, I'm done. Uh, what's the point of um living rich and dying broke? 
You know, yeah, right? Something like that. I gotta listen to the album. I listen to the album. He a lot, said, actually. "Even when we win, we still lose." Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that album's iconic, bro. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like that album didn't get as much as love as it should have, but it was still a really good album. It made me a Jay Z fan, but I that like Big Day. I should make anybody day. a Jay Z album. You said what? I like the Big Day. I like a lot of Big Day too. It's uh, it has some big Finally. records. It has some big records on there. Finally. Someone admits that there's some good records on it. It has absolutely some. It has some genre defining like breaking records on there that are yeah. like some like Queen like type records. Like, Let's go on the road. Come yeah, on, yeah, that's man, that's shit. like some Queen shit, bro. <laughs> like that's like some like rock anthem. Like there's no You're like, like when I get my feet loose. He's still rapping on that shit too. Like yeah. Yeah, you you know you know what, bro? That record is crazy. I actually feel bad for Chance in this situation, like for real, yeah, on some no, real no, no. shit. Well, because wait till we get to the next article, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, <laughs> there's but a whole another side of the story. On an artist level, I feel bad for Chance, and I don't know personal and business inter- personal uh, relationships and shit. I'm not gonna comment on that because that it's looking unsavory so far. Yeah. But I will say that uh, artistically. Chance is definitely on a higher level and vibration than a lot of these dudes out here. Yeah. And for him to not do the numbers that he should be doing respectfully is fucked up. Yeah. But also, it's the same reason why uh, like Kendrick doesn't release all the time, which we already talked about. It's the same reason why Jay-Z doesn't release the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to let shit breathe sometimes. And also, like, I mean, honestly, obviously, money-wise, Chance is going through the same thing that Kanye once went through, which was a lack of money. Um, yeah. And, like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like Chance was, one, living above his means, probably, if this is what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In some capacity. And also, I think Chance has money. I don't think Chance needs money. Yeah. Nah, probably, hopefully not, you know? But, like, I, I just think that he wasn't calling on, like, the right talent to help elevate himself and and said talent to help his album do the numbers. Because, bro, like I, like, I feel like the only talent he would call on is, like, the fucking hood rappers or the, like, cool kid rappers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did start to, like, want to be a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, like, you listen like, to the Chris... I was listening to the Christmas album today for some odd reason. I listened to, like, the Valley record. Because yeah. I, I love that. You know, Chance and Valley are nice. But, like, you know, listening to that, I was like, he really did, like, figure out how to do SoundCloud rap, you know? And, and a lot of his features were like that. And... It was very confusing from like who he was, like. But, but he didn't even need to do it though. Like all he all he had to do was fucking just make good music and be, you know. But you know, part yeah. of that is he never left his neighborhood. All his friends are there still. He ain't yeah. got like he like he probably has all his homies over in the studio and shit. They're kicking it. They're like, yeah, Yo, it let's, seems like let's do a fun, you know, say a SoundCloud record. You can't say no. Yeah. Because all your homies are there, all your childhood friends. Like, you yeah. literally don't have a choice. You know, and he got he got wrapped up in that SoundCloud rap shit, man. Yeah. That's all that's all it sounds like to me. Yeah. And it hurt his career immensely. Yeah, definitely. You know? That's so let's, my theory. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's scroll down. Let me just double check to make sure uh Pat doesn't say anything. Here, go uh, go past all this uh italics. So um so it says Pat acknowledges that Big Day was panned by many um influential critics and calls the uh the album Chance's least popular. Um, he uh, so so Pat states that he tried to get Chance to postpone his tour, his album. Like a lot of this goes into you know Pat talking about how he thinks Big I- or Big Day was a bad idea. He thinks Big Day wasn't ready. 
he thinks, you know, blah, 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 like all this stuff, which makes sense, you know. So when this article came out, I was reading it, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this dude's manager just threw him under the bus and called him lazy, said that he just started working on this album. like. Um, but if you listen to it, he did. He had just started working on the album. Yeah. And, and honestly, you can hear when people... Like honestly, if you go back to um, if you go back to Kid Cudi's last album, not to compare the two, but it sounds like Kid Cudi made that album in a month. Yeah, and I don't care. It's that's what it sounds like. As somebody who's an artist, you can hear when somebody takes five months on a group of songs and refines them, and you can hear when people just fucking they make it, and then they're like. Or and you can definitely hear when someone spends two years obsessing over the idea of an album. Oh, you know what album, I mean? Yeah, like exactly, man. Or like what their album is. You know? Yeah. But it's like in like and the, no albums have that anymore. Yeah. You know, no album very, has been worked. Very few. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard them in the last two years because no one's released an album. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Nobody's that's been worth a, it. Jay Z's probably gonna release the next album that we fucking listen to for the next decade. You think Jay? Yeah. I mean, four, 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 bro. I still listen to four, four, four. You, well, you think I I I was hearing that wrong. You think Jay's gonna be the next one? No, I I, I think I think the next project that Jay releases okay. is gonna be like it's gonna have that high replay value. I thought like you meant Jay Z was coming before anybody. No, no, no. But I like like the next Kanye album is gonna have super high replay value. I think because Kanye's always making music, even though he's a like yeah. always in a fucking like doing a bunch of shit. He always finds time to like rap some shit. If Kanye fell off. I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't think Kanye can ever fall off, man. Cause he, I think he can. I think he did. I, I don't know, man. Not I, fell I like, off. You I know, like it, Jesus is King. I yeah. thought it had some. I, I like Yay and I like Jesus is King. I didn't like Kids See Ghost. I thought the Kids See Ghost was some shit they made in a week. Yeah, I had like I liked one song off of it, but that one was song it. and that was the one with Shake on it. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, exactly. that shit was dope, but Shake was the reason that song was dope. Yeah, and it was probably her song, and they took her shit and put it at the end. Cause I know how that shit works. I know how these artists. I know how these motherfuckers work, bro. Yeah. That shit was. Cause that hook was some shit that she probably like made like when she was in the crib by herself and like sent it to Kanye on a whim and he was like, "This shit hard. I'm using it." <laughs> I put my hand <laughs> on the stove. You know what I'm saying? Like to see if I still. Like you don't just come up with that, bro. Just chilling. You can come up with that shit when you like in the zone. Yeah, you dude. Know? She. You know, I've been asking everybody I've been doing the interviews with. I'm like, who's your favorite artist? Because I don't have a favorite artist right now. And it fucking kills me. That sucks, bro. I got a favorite artist. Really? Who is it? He painted that. Oh, shirt? Yeah. Okay. Well, well you've had shirt. I lost That's my favorite. It doesn't change. <laughs> I finally. Who's your favorite artist, Mac? No, no, no. It, it was Kevin. Oh, Kevin, yeah. It was Kevin forever. Sorry. I'm just saying. He... He he had a lot of he he still has a lot of potential but uh, he, yeah I he had a lot of potential bro he was really good you know but he just wanted to be the cool guy yeah yep you know what I'm saying unfortunately he got caught up uh, with uh I'm not gonna say any names we we're associated yeah <laughs> but you know yeah I don't wanna <laughs> you know I love Kevin so much but but yeah he he has been disappointing me lately and it's like he needs to lose Brock Hampton bro yeah. Yeah. Like in the long run, we'll dive deeper into that on another episode yeah. because that's a big thing I want to do on this podcast is talk about fucking bedroom pop and bedroom artists, yeah. and I feel like those don't have like a platform, like those artists don't get discussed. Yeah, they don't get publicized and talked about. Yeah, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of a lot of shit, but um, but O Seven O is my new favorite artist. I decided that today. Oh, yeah. 
I've been I've been really diving into all her old shit, bro. I've been finding shit from like four years ago, bro. She has like there's a whole YouTube page called the O Seven O Project. She got like forty, not forty rappers, but like ten rappers that are all part of this group. Yeah, yeah, and they they have a group called yeah O Seven O Project. Yeah, and all their old shit. It's like, bro, like the way it looks. It's like she seems like the leader. Like this is just me taking a guess, but yeah. she seems like she was like, hey, y'all should come and record a verse onto this beat. Let's all do this eight minute record. They were on some real bedroom rap shit. Yeah, you know. Like, and then she started to take off, and then her videos get really nice, like, four years ago, even before Kanye touched her. Like, yeah. like her videos was, like, a fucking movie. Like, yeah. it starts off, like, there's this one video I saw. It starts off with, like, her and her girlfriend, and she's having an argument with her girlfriend about, like, you know, why her girlfriend won't, like, let her meet her parents, you know, because like, they're, like, this lesbian, like, couple. And, and, and then she goes off and starts, like, hanging out with her homies, and they're, like getting turned up. You know what I mean? It's like when the rap video starts and she's rapping, she's in the street. It's just like a rap video, like at a bodega. And then they end up robbing the bodega and the bodega store owner, like, like they, they fumble the money and so they're trying to pick up the money and the bodega store, like owner reaches for his gun and then 07 notice, or 07, like Shake notices it. So she starts reaching for a gun. It's all slow motion. It's all crazy, cinematic, like really good video. She starts reaching for her gun Pops the trigger and then it just shows dude like bleeding in the neck and he's like, Ugh. and then they run out of the store and then it turns into like them in the back of this white van. It's all like flashing lights, like it's like dark and then flash and it's like they're bloody. It's so fucking cool and the beat. It's like some total Kanye shit of like the beat change and then like, yeah. and then the end of the video, the girlfriend calls and it's like, oh my god, oh my god, my dad, he just, he, my dad, he's hurt. Cause she never met the dad. No, cause she shot the dad at the bodega. Yeah, cause she never seen him before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> I'm like, she fucking storytelling. On right top there, of it, man. it's like 4K camera, excellent shots, crazy lighting, like everything about it is perfect. I'm like, this is four years ago. This is like six months after they did like a man. super DIY video. I really aspired to like have like a good video once in my life, man. But. You know, you know the problem with having a good video is, once you hit that mark, you gotta re- retain that mark. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay filming videos for myself. Or I mean, yeah. honestly, people like the videos that I film, so I really can't get mad at just filming videos. You know what I'm saying? And like using who is able to hold a camera. You know. <laughs> but as someone that like, like I feel like I feel like I've made a lot of DIY videos, like, and then I feel like I've got two that like aren't. Um, and most of the DIY videos I've done, like, are, like, seem, like, really DIY. You know what I mean? Like, compared to, I feel like you got, like, at least, like, an edge for the editing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to where, like, you know graphic design enough to, like, I don't think Finesse people look at your, edit. I don't think people look at your videos and think it's DIY. You I don't know think what I mean? so either. Like, I, I feel like people looked at the Billy video and they were, like, oh. yeah, like, it passed their, it passed yeah. under their radar of, like, DIY of like this dude's not for real. I think yeah, and I think Billy like is def. I you know I, I I would consider Billy a good video. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't put it out of that. You know what I mean? I don't think people see that and think like oh like he filmed. You know I don't know like sure. I feel like people were like what I don't know. Just I don't the, know what people think, man. Like you know what I've I've never had a real opinion of my music from anybody except uh, Keem called me the day uh, Billy came out. Uh, no, he, he called me the day the Billy video dropped, even though Billy had been out for like a month by then, right? He calls me, he goes, 
I'm like, yo, what up? On FaceTime, of course, because it's Keem. And he's like, yo, what up, bro? How you been? I'm like, I've been good. He's like, yo, I just want to let you know, I don't like that Billy song, man. <laughs> and I started, bro, I was fucking rolling, bro. Cause I was like, I was like, bro, I'm like you, my nigga, man. I'm like, I really fuck with you, Keem, and I'm not even like gonna get mad at what you just said. Um, actually, no, this this was round of so, applause for Keem. Round of applause for Keem. <laughs> actually, he texted he texted me, but he said, "Yo, that shit ain't it, son." Yeah, yeah, no, nah, he he texted he texted me about the Billy video, but it was like when the EP came out last week. He te- he called, it was like, "Yo, I really fuck with the EP. I don't like Billy though, still." Okay, yeah. that's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, if he just calls you the day you drop one song and is like, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like funny because it's like like him saying that repeatedly is like, like I'm cool with that because when I make music, man, like when I write music, bro, I'm writing it from a standpoint of like just how like artists like shake, you know, write records, which is like you're writing it for the audience that you imagine having. You know, you're not making, you make the records like everybody else if you want to just the general fan base. Yeah. But it's like, in this era, in the internet era, you definitely got to dig deeper and go like niche and weird and just do your own thing yeah. really well. If, you know what I'm saying, if that's what you want to do. And it's, uh, it's just funny for like somebody to be like, I don't like it. I don't know why he didn't like it. And it's probably because it doesn't sound like the re- like other popular music that's out there. <laughs> but I mean, yo, support your friends. All right. <laughs> always, always give your friends a listen. Even if you don't get around to posting it, give them a listen so when the time comes around and they call you out like, you didn't fuck with my record, you call out a lyric. Yeah. Call out a hook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm telling you to... And, it's, and don't listen to it out of spite like I need to weaponize your song. You know what I'm saying? To when, you know, but like listen, just click play. Like in the grand scheme of things, you just fucking scroll mindlessly <laughs> 95% of the time anyway. You know? Yeah. Like, fucking listen to your friend's music, all right? The Rob, the Rob interview started, and I told him right off the bat that I hadn't listened to any of the songs he just put out. And he was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I was I'm like, leaving. nah, nah. And I was like, wait, let's get into it. I was like, the real reason I didn't listen to it is because he had DM'd me. <laughs> the song. Funny. Corey be doing petty shit out of... <laughs> he did, Corey be hella petty. You said some shit. Don't DM me a song. He be having es- weird parameters. Like, especially if we know each other. He be like, yo, don't fucking mail anything to my house ever, you fucking yeah. piece of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you mail? No, Why I'm would just kidding. you mail some shit to my house? I'm, um, I'm not opening it. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the second article yeah, and let's, let's wrap it. this up. Yeah, I love this, this but but yeah, but we'll keep going forever, and that's what I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, we just gonna yeah. two and a half hours. It's a long. We ass still got ass. another fifteen minutes minimum. We at can least. push this podcast another two hours if we wanted, because yeah. we got plenty of shit we didn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plenty All right. So we talked about Pat and suing Chance the rapper, but yesterday, yeah, was this yesterday, February twenty fourth? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday this fucking article comes out. Chance the Rapper sues ex-manager who sued him for millions. Chance claims that Pat Corcoran uh, consistently violated his trust and used the rapper's reputation to promote his own business ventures, including a wine company. Uh, let's scroll down. What? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a sound for Yeah, I don't have a good shit. sound for that. Um, wine. <laughs> wine. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Uh, 
Go go up a little bit. Sorry. Uh, last year, Chance the Rapper's former manager, Pat, blah, 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 sued him, and Chance has now responded to the lawsuit, filing motions to dismiss the majority of his claims. Um, the Chicago Tribune reports and Pitchfork confirms. Uh, in addition, Chance has filed his own lawsuit against um, Pat, um, saying that he is the one who has, in fact, breached the contract. So let's scroll down and see what Chance says he breached the contract with. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pat has been paid in full under his management services contract with Mr. Bennett, yet he chose to file a groundless and insulting lawsuit that ignores his own improper self-dealing and incompetence. Mr. Bennett has moved to dismiss the majority of the uh, meritless lawsuit and filed his own lawsuit to remedy the harm uh, Pat caused throughout the breaches of duty. Um... Mr. Bennett trusts the legal system to re- to find the truth. <laughs> he trusts the legal system. <laughs> why, why would Chance trust the legal system? Trusting the ops, What bro. the... <laughs> Wait, yeah, I, I almost can't even defend Chance anymore. He's lost all his yeah. rapper credit by doing this bullshit. Yeah. He should have just died. He should have just, like, ran from the whole lawsuit. Like, on some, like, I'm on the run. I'm on the run. I think it's pretty cool to get married. <laughs> I, I think getting married's cool, but trusting the legal system, that's where you lose. Silly me. goose. <laughs> Don't trust the legal system come on so blah 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 um it's talking about pat's claims and how he was supposed to get fit yeah he was supposed to get 15 percent and blah, 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 blah. um yeah disagreements in pat and chance's stories largely stem from differing views on the manager's influence and impact on the rapper's career um claim that lawsuit that Okay, so Pat Clayman's lawsuit, they were able to get opens for Eminem and Mac Miller due to the success of uh, Acid Rap. In response, Chance and his lawyer say the bookings were not as a result of any assistance provided by Mr. Corcoran, or Pat. Um, Pat claimed he was fired due to fan disappointment. Um, He also derided... he also derided the album's recording process and its quality, claiming that the big day was panned by many. Uh, I'm I'm getting confused at what I'm saying here. Um, Chance and his team instead say that the album received many favorable reviews. They, it did by me and Fonz actually. Facts. Um, and they also allege that Pat had all but abandoned his management responsibilities prior to and during the creation of the album, choosing to delegate his responsibilities to his employees so he could spend more time pursuing his own separate interests and his interests. All right, I'm gonna, I'm done reading this shit. Um, <laughs> the big part of this was um, Chance claiming that, um, yeah, Chance claiming that. Th- th- what I read was. Chance claimed that he didn't provide an album rollout like he did for yeah, Acid claim, Rap. claiming that he didn't do his due diligence. Yeah. Due diligence. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking. <laughs> but he didn't do his daily due diligence. Exactly. Hey, yo, we uh, need that sound bite. Low yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Because it's an acapella. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got one. But, um, yeah. Uh, but he didn't do his due diligence as a... As a <laughs> that shit's funny, bro. <laughs> My daily due diligence. All right. Nah, as a, he didn't do his due diligence as a fucking manager and as somebody who's supposed to help with the marketing rollout or at least find somebody yeah. that can help with it. But I think it's because he was being 
Maybe like in a they like, were the relationship st- being stubborn. Yeah, they they are not. Up they heads. weren't cool anymore. Yeah. That's I think where the real issue. Like he didn't lied. like the album, and it made them not cool. Yeah, so they both avoided each other. They both miscommunicated. They both probably didn't respond to each other's texts, you know, at crucial times um, of their business dealings. Um, and yeah, you know, it because there are good records on Big Day. It was yeah. twenty four records, you know what I mean. But Too it, many records. You, you cut it down to twelve, solid. you know what I mean. You put in the right, like you know, a couple interludes or whatever. Chance was trying to stay true to his brand by doing the large album situation because he's all like every album he's dropped has always been like a full twenty tracks because yeah. well, that's just what he does. I mean, you know, it's not 20, but yeah. he's always had, like, more than normal for the times. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he would have been fine doing a 10-track project and then just dropping something a year or two later. 12 with a little cinematicness to well, it. That's like, all people are missing. He, he could have put a couple skits. He could have put the whole day. In my opinion, look, Chance has always been a lazy artist, in my opinion, from a, a creative standpoint outside of, like... Acid rap isn't lazy though. No, no, like, like as a, as a as as a musician. It's not a lazy writer though, or or you know, like so I don't know, no, no, like no, the, not, not the not the song aspect, but the marketing around Chance has always been lazy. Like dudes only wore a fitted and a white tee his entire time, as his brand's like image. I think he's just a child, bro. He's I, the same age as us. I know, but I think you know he got famous when he was eighteen. And they say when you get famous, you're that age forever. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think some people are, you know, but and some aren't. But, I mean. I don't know. I don't think that's an excuse because it's like you're still. He was just like little Yachty, though, like two years ago, talking about, like, just like, just like me. <laughs> I mean, <we laughs> talking about he only eats candy and doesn't eat vegetables and shit. You know what Yachty, I mean? Like Yachty's fucking bad for the youth, man. You yeah, know, but, but Chance said that shit. two years ago, too. Yeah, that's true. Chance just did that. Chance has never known how to dress. Um, Chance, yeah, Chance, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Chance is still in that so era. So you're saying that all these young superstars are all, like, disassociated with life and their selves? And I, just, like, they're just 18, like... I think they're associated with the era that they came up with. Yeah. I could see so that. So disassociate, disassociated with everything else, but... But yeah. maybe and maybe not everybody, but it's just I it's mean, just a common thing that that most likely happens. Like yeah, sure, like yeah. people can beat it, but it takes time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they're always like disassociated with like their own like their own growth. You know what I mean? Like like well, people Chance are afraid to grow. The, yeah, I mean, Chance like he didn't even have to grow this entire time because he made too much money to have to grow. Why the fuck do I need to act my age or act? At grown, you know what I'm saying? When I made yeah. millions already. And ma- yes, yeah, maybe yeah. he didn't grow. Maybe life hasn't grown him. I don't know. Maybe I mean, life's growing now. He's going to have to grow now. You know, yeah. If, if any time. Yeah. Like, because this is serious business, man. Lawsuits and millions of dollars being moved around and suing yeah. somebody for a million dollars is fucking chump change in the superstar world. So I don't, like, that's the, that's the worst part about this, man, is he's, like, suing for, like... He, I think it's not... It's it's just a countersuit to to fight the previous countersuit to make it two million instead of three shows that like this is like bro restaurants throw around more money restaurant owners throw around more money than this shit. Well, I, I that's why I don't think this has anything to do with money. I think this is reputation. I think Chance wants to prove that it was that he did and that maybe Pat is because he says about the album rollout and and, and 
they had their differences, but there was also like some shit like um, where Pat had like turned down deals. They they talked specifically about United Masters reaching out to Chance in 2018 and wanting him to be the face of United Man's Masters. They were going to give him ownership of the company yeah. and all this stuff. Um, and Pat denied the deal because Pat didn't get the same amount of pay as pa- as Chance did. Uh, that's what's claimed in, in this article and what Chance is claiming. Um, Petty. So, so there is like some some... At least from what I'm reading, I don't know what the fuck to believe though anymore. You know what I mean? Like Chance could just be saying this, you know, or Pat could just be all saying, you I know. I, I think I think uh, both sides are right. I think everything Pat's saying is correct. Like I, in my opinion, the most important piece of this is like, you know, Chance the Rapper is like the engine room to each of their success. You know what I'm saying? Chance the Rapper yeah. is a brand, not. Not um whatever Chance's real name is, it's Chance, right? And that's what Chance but is saying too. Like, yo, like, like, like what the fuck was Pat Cork, Pat the Manager LLC before Chance? Like, they didn't have any artists that were successful. So, like, how are you gonna say that you are giving me the success? Yeah, but at the same time, like the saying that you know Pat had a wine company and promoted Chance through it in order to, like, yo, like Pat, Pat himself found notoriety more notoriety more notoriety by working with chance you know what i'm saying he didn't do anything wrong by yeah. starting a wine company that's what you're supposed to do yeah it, it you you fame is intangible and that's what people need to realize brand is intangible once you build a name up it's up to it's up to you on what you want to do at that point because you're like you're solidified or you're not you know what i mean so it's kind of just like i think chance is mad at the fact that somebody else made money possibly off the fact that like you know, from work that he did, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But that's when they the, may not be on the best of terms. Yeah, when they're not on the best of terms, and that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. just, uh, you know, you just you don't get to decide if somebody makes money off brand awareness or not. Yeah, you really don't. You know, um, so it's silly. You know what I'm saying? And then, but Pat, on the other hand, in my opinion, is completely right. Like you gotta, uh, there has to be an agreement on an album be, like coming out when you're working with people. You know, when you have a team of people. But it also has But is it wrong if he neglects it if he doesn't agree? What chance? No, Pat. No, it's not wrong if he doesn't agree. Like in the in like getting the album out, like what's good? Well, it's it seems as if though like so they they talk about like Chance had the idea for the album, he had a date in mind and Pat was like, "Yo, I don't think you could do that." Uh and Chance was like, "No, I can. I agree. You know, like I I have this, like we're we're doing this like um and then I, I think, like, there's a chance of, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance that maybe. <laughs> chance. <laughs> oh, man. Um, maybe Pat was just so upset that Pat, or that he wanted to come with the album so quickly that he just neglected it and didn't help. So then that's not him doing his half. You know what I mean? And that's what Chance is kind of claiming. You know what I mean? That. Uh, that just Pat wasn't there for this album, uh, and that Pat put off the work to his other employees. Um, so, so because it, he didn't believe in it. Well, yeah, <laughs> because whatever their differences were, Pat didn't want the album to come out so quick. So okay, this also claims that Pat wanted him to focus on making oh, better music, right? No, on the re- on the physical release and the streaming release of Ten Day Acid Rap. 
uh, 10 Day and Acid Rap, which was, were released the months before the big day. Chance didn't want to do that because he thought it would take away from his first album. Um, silly. Re-releasing that. He could he could have just drummed. Well, could have drummed up attention and then just waited eight months. I agree, but here's what also had said. So Pat apparently told Chance that. Well, so the reason Chance didn't want to focus on Ten Day and Acid Rap was because the time it would take to clear the samples and to get it up, and so Pat allegedly told Chance that the samples are cleared, everything is good. So they sold it, and they put it on streaming, but the samples were not cleared. According to Chance in this article, the samples were never cleared, and that put him in a predicament to get sued um, for releasing vinyls, which they sold, and streaming of illegal samples. Um, So Pat lied to him about that, uh, and the, the samples are still not clear. Hmm. Uh, and it's on streaming, so he could get sued because of this article now. And now that these people are aware of it, um, Pat? no chance. chance. Well, and Pat. Um, so he claims that Pat lied to him about that. So, um, so Chance is willing to take that risk just to like be like, "Yo, this uh, whole situation is fucked up." Yeah, you know, yeah. Pat. Pat was saying, "Don't don't put out an album this summer. Let's just re-release your old shit." And Chance didn't want to just re-release old shit. You could see being an artist, right, and being ready to put out your first official album. On his and level, then, ama- though, you gotta like, you can't. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta resist because I get, but he's a kid. He's a child. He's a grown man. He's a child. He's a grown man and he's a dad. He's a child <laughs> with a child. Ah mm-hmm. oh, man. I mean, honestly, the idea of being like you know, getting stuck at a certain age once you make a million dollars, like to me, that's really just a theory. You know what I'm saying? There's no proof. Yeah, no. I mean, I I'm sure that most people aren't like that, and I don't think that that's like a real real thing. But I think it's just like um, like. I think that it, it stunts your growth. Fame stunts your growth. Yeah. Uh, it can stunt your growth. I'm not saying 100% of the time, maybe not even 50% of the time. You know what I mean? But there's at least 10% of famous people out there that have had their growth stunted <coughs> because of it. Um, For sure. And I don't think they're just stuck. They're 18 forever. You know what I mean? Eventually they'll be, you know, a 26-year-old, you know, <laughs> even though they're 48. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fucking 50-year-olds in LA that act like 27-year-olds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like think about all the fucking weird ass people out in LA that are like, you know what I mean? Like still fucking like wearing Supreme. Like oh, yeah. why are you 48 and wearing Supreme? Like I mean, bro, what do you think you're going to wear when you're 40? I don't know. You're still going to wear hoodies, right? Probably, but I don't know if like Mom formal and- hoodies would be like cool then. You know what I mean? Or like like you know, this might this might be like some old grandpa shit when I'm a grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, like streetwear shit. Yeah, like what if yeah. everybody's wearing like fucking like three M like see through shit? Like you know what I mean? For <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Nah, for real, I feel like that. we could be in a whole cyberpunky like post my world and like me just wearing fucking jeans and a you know, black jeans and a hoodie could be fucking Yeah, not for that. I mean I don't dusty. I, I, I don't think that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think about style when I'm 50 a lot, and I pray I never look like a fucking, just fucking terrible, you know what I mean? Like, I want to get fits off my whole life. 
Yeah, but you, you gotta you gotta change the fit, bro. Like like you gotta wear the suit. You know what I mean? Like you gotta get classy. I feel like, like I mean Hove got like the nice suit without the tie, so it looks like you can just When's wear the last it, time you seen Hove in a fucking hoodie or every uh, once in a while? No. Bro, every show me a photo of Hove in a hoodie. Photo of Hove in a hoodie coming right up. <laughs> From the last three years. We need a website called Hove. Hove in a hoodie. Hove, Hove and Fits. <laughs> we should start there, bro. Oh, bro. Should we start there? No, no. Well, I don't know. But I really need to end this podcast because I still have to edit this and upload it tonight. And I have work in the morning. <laughs> Jay-Z hoodie. Yeah. See, not one photo of Jay-Z. Oh, there's a photo of him in a hoodie I saw. And he got, this is recent. Human made. Look at that. That's at least in, less, in the last three years. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't want to hear this shit. Yeah, you could still wear hoodies at, at 50. Yep. Yeah, he looks fly. Okay. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You yeah, sh- but not everybody. You really, you really downplaying what 50 really is, bro. <laughs> I know. I know I am. I, I, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, but not everybody looks like that at 50. <laughs> See? Nah, some people, See, some people look hurt, bro. Black exactly. Don't crack, black don't crack though, so I'm. I'm well, I'm white. Hey, listen, bro. But but you got the mentality. I'm white. I'm cracking already. Nah. <laughs> listen, man. You got the mentality to not crack though. You know what I mean? No, I look pretty young, bro. I'm 28. Yeah. I do not look 28. Most people say I look 22. Damn, you're not 28, bro. I'm 27. Yeah. You're not, you're not I forgot. Yeah, you're not 28 yet. <laughs> I didn't forget his age. Bro, I've been forgetting my age for like two years now. That's funny as fuck, bro. All right, bro. So, whose side are you on? Chances or Pats? I'm on Chances' side. No, I'm on Pat's side. I'm on Pat's side. I'm on Pat's side because if Chance just would have listened, if Chance, like. Chance could have defused the situation because no matter what, Pat didn't want this to happen. You know what I mean? Now, was Pat being like a – like when you have a manager, like the music industry is, uh, you know, it's sleazy sometimes, and it's about the money. Yeah. But, it, but And when you're that at that level, Chance, like you, like you know better, you know that it's about the money. Like every Kanye album that's come out that's been like influential to the culture – has all like he's always had hits on it. He's never had an album without a hit on it, except like Jesus is King. Except Jesus is King and except Yay. You know. I thought about killing you today as a hit. Hey yo, <laughs> <laughs> we ended the podcast right there, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, movie club episode four. Uh, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. We out, man. You done? We <laughs> no. Out. We out, man. That's it. That's a wrap. Bro, that song is great. It is. It's tight. It's it's really dope. It's a really like it's crazy introspective but, uh, song, but um, yeah, I I, I, I think I side with Pat too. Yeah, because it's like, bro, if you listen to if you listen to any like I'm just using like Kanye's like a golden standard for like certain people. You know what I mean? And I'm sure he's a golden standard for uh, Chance. Yeah. Um, and Chance should have known better, in my opinion, because when you listen to Kanye, and he has the resources, bro. So it's not like it's not that like you get to just like bypass that and just ignore the fact that uh you know like there's certain like things that you need rules that you need to follow you know what I mean like Kanye on like what was the last big Kanye album um Life of Pablo yeah Life of Pablo he had a bunch of radio records on there yeah 
and uh, like and if they even if they weren't radio records, they still like they got high replay value, and he made videos for a lot. Like that, was, I feel like that was like his last like mainstream album. Yeah, I think me and Ricky really got into the album. Maybe I, I'm, I hope it was Ricky. I'm, I'm maybe mixing podcasts up, but I we were talking about that, and and I remember saying like I was kind of critiquing it because I love Life of Pablo, but I was critiquing it in a way of saying like this is like the one Kanye album that isn't a Kanye album to me. You know, and every album since then has been like that. Like one through six is like. Like the Kanye, the Kanye, yeah, like, like that's the collection right there. Yeah, if you, you know, wanna, if you want to know who Kanye is, you listen to one that. through six, you up, know, up until, and watch the throne. So you know, yeah. one through six point five or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, until, I'd say up until Jesus is like that's Kanye. Well, yeah, that's six. Or I say after Jesus. Yeah, you know, and life of but but Ricky, I believe, brought up the really good point of just life of Pablo being like the really good. And I always agreed with this. I'm like, life, I always said life of Pablo was every Kanye album mixed into one. Yeah, it was. and Ricky said it better in a sense of, yeah, this was just like this was it, it was all leading up to this album, you know, in a sense. And I'm, yeah. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think Life of Pablo was like conceptually like. It was my favorite Kanye album, I'd say. Dude, it's the one I I go back to more. You know, it has I mean? everything you want on it. Graduation it, it, is like, you know, nostalgic for me. 808s if I'm feeling sad. Jesus if I'm angry. If you're angry, you yeah. know. But Life of Pablo has it all. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was a good accumulation, like a good like, okay, like this is fucking Kanye. This is everything he's worked hard for yeah. and then he just made this. And this it, is it like has the, like it has the epic int- it has the most epic out- rap album intro of all time. Like he yeah. outdid my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by a thousand. Yeah. And chance went off. And chance went off on it. Yeah. That's All it. right, that's it. You ain't gotta, gotta say no more. This is what me and me and Corey do. We be like sitting here reminiscing. Yeah, and then we albums. can't ever shut up. Yeah, and then it'd be like six hours later, and when yeah. we used to live together, it'd be like three a.m. It'd be, be three. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. If you want a fucking twenty-hour podcast, you come to the right place. Uh, All right, bro. Sleepers time. Let's talk about Outcast. Um, let's get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes like this right here. It's like, uh, niggas always be hollering peace, you know what I'm saying? Peace, my brother, peace this, peace that, you know what I'm saying? But every time I, I uh, try to get a peace of mind, niggas try to get a peace of mind. So I gotta grab my peace. It's the return of the gangster, gangster. Them niggas that's on that blow that run up in your crib, which contains your lady and an eight-month-old child to raise. Plus you true blue about this music, but they do not want to hear because they'd rather be bouncing and shooting and killing and bouncing and shit. Get down. Return of the gangster, gangster. Them niggas that think y'all soft and say y'all be gospel rapping, but they be steady clapping when you talk about bitches and switches and hoes and clothes and weed. Let's talk about time traveling, rhyme javelin, something mind unraveling. Get down. Return of the gangster, gangster. Them niggas that got them kids, they got enough to buy ounce, but not enough to Bounce them kids to the door to the park so they grow up in the dark, never seeing light, so they end up being like your sorry ass. Robbing niggas and broad ass, they like get down. Return of the gangster, gangster. The niggas who get the wrong impression of expression, then the question is big, but what's up with Andre? Is he in the coat? Is he on drugs? Is he gay? When y'all gonna break up? When y'all gonna wake up? Nigga, I'm feeling better than ever. What's wrong with you? You get down.
nigga that want no trouble. A player just wanna kick back my gators off and watch my little girl blow bubbles. But still ready to rhyme, standing my grind, never back down, willing to rob, steal, and kill. Anything that threatens mine. But good luck couldn't be bought, see. Many of fights had to be fought, G. For a nigga to ride these bowls, oh so close to the sidewalk. To be gawked at. Watch your side, my nigga, cause we got gas. The first nigga to bump is gonna be the first nigga we attack. Don't want that, and it comes though. Most of the time when you don't know. Sticking together like flour and water to make that slow dough. We work both. Everything we have ain't gonna stick up both. Each other like we brothers from another mother. Kinda like Mel Gibson and Danny Glove. Strictly for the caddy lovers. And never the nut hugging pump motherfuckers. Yeah, quit spreading them rumors. We in Club Nouveau. Know that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Do you guys agree? Vote below in the poll. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Fonz, you got a sleeper song, right? A sleeper song? I thought yeah. that was a sleeper song. No, that was my sleeper song, but you need one, sir. Oh, shit. This is how this podcast is going to work. Oh, yeah, um, remember, you had a song earlier by, um, what was his name? Jay Stone? Jay Stone. Jay Stone. Okay. Here is the aux chord, and this is Fonz playing Jay Stone. What is the record called? Soul Search. Soul Search. And thank you guys for listening to Movie Club Podcast, Episode 4. Goodbye. I'm buying the DJ table next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need that. Yeah, put in my own words. That I don't need nobody. I had to go first before I could feed anybody. I had to soul search. to do it myself before I can feed my fam. I ain't really need no label. All I needed was fans. Alley-oop the nip. Cuz came with a slam. Nigga, we back on road. This time we came with a band. Talk about you blowing a bag. Nigga, you came with a band. First get it out the mud. Then go and get some land. Map your whole shit out. Then stick to the plan. Rather be sitting on top. Then sitting in the can. Niggas be mad at me. Cause it can't do what I can Niggas be hating on me Cause they ain't what I am I buy the right shells Bet my shit won't jam These niggas might tell Just to stop my plan 
I'm in God's hands. Nigga, this God's plan. I was a convict, never a con man. I had to soul search, find out who I am. Yeah, put in my own work. Huh? Nigga, I don't need nobody. Huh? I had to go first before I could feed anybody. I had to run it up. I had to run it up. The devil keep running up. Never keep running up. Blocking me coming up. Blocking me coming. Play with me though. This gun is up. No, this gun is up. I know niggas be dumb as fuck. Niggas be dumb as fuck. No, this two got me plumbing up. Two got me plumbing up. Got me hopping out home a trip. And I home a trip. What the fuck is up? What the fuck is up? I had to be body, body, body. Then the jump, jump. Concrete solid, never crumble. Speak shit fluent, never mumble. Million dollar nigga, but I'm humble. Lost nip clip, even Earl. Everything was fucking up my world. Everything changed. Had a little girl. Gotta keep it nothing less than thorough. My soul hurt. My soul hurt. Feel like I was so Search. Like I was so Live a life like an open book, like an open. Book. I feel like it's a cold verse. Like it's a cold verse. Did it all by myself. Did it all by myself. I feel like I ain't got nobody. Like I ain't got no niggas stay about my way. Stay about my way. I feel like I be the shot somebody. Be the shot somebody. Fuck the attitude. I'm known to get aggressive on a nigga. Doing me, never stressing on a nigga. Try, I go to prison on a nigga. Got a problem, nigga, take it up. Nigga, take Real it up. Real G, never made it up. Never made it up. 100 for the hood and me. For the hood in this crib, I got gated up. Got gated up. Put in my own work. Find my own worth, had to put in my own work, straight to the block, skipped homework. I made some careless decisions, I got some homies in prison, I got some brothers ain't living, take a few chances, I did it, and look how it panned out, bossed up, I took the man route, ten toes, had to stand down, was the man then, I'm the man now, they ain't wanna see my vision, now they gotta see us winning, working it out like it's fitness, I made my way out the trenches, now we at the top of the buildings, was just on the block with some killers. My mind don't make any millions. Yeah. Taking care of my mom so she chillin'. She chillin'. Making sure that the family's straight. Dog, they know I'm coming when they call. Don't shop at the mall. I'm rocking my own shit. This is designer, I made it my own shit. I got the brand straight. No birthday, get a fam cake on my worst day. Never Thursday, like a marathon. We in first place. Now I'm taking care of the family. Yeah. Trying to go from grams to Grammys. Yeah. This shit ain't just happen, we planned it. Now the way that we living outstanding. Yeah, put in my own work. Then I don't need nobody. I had to go first. Before I could feed anybody, I had to soul search. 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 Yeah, put in my own work. Think I don't need nobody. I had to go first. Before I could feed anybody, I had to soul search. I had to soul search. I had to soul search. I had to soul search.